great seats. You could see the actors spitting. Really? Mm -hmm. And afterwards, we went backstage, and Olympia Dukakis autographed my playbill. Oh. Wait a second, you got her autograph? Yeah. Do you have it with you? Yeah, it's in my purse. Uh, let me see. You know, I really think I'm falling for you, Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, uh, well, I really think I'm falling for you, Joseph Puglia. <laughs> I had it autographed from my uncle. Yeah, I, I know. You don't know my name, do you? <laughs> yes, I do. What is it? it? It rhymes with a female body part. What is it? Mulva? <laughs> uh, uh, Gipple? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, from Memphis, Tennessee, Lucero! SBS is back for another freaking week of fly fishing. What's going on, boys? It's the week before the beast. We're all jacked. I know, man. I'm super so pumped. That's all we're talking about. <laughs> That's all we can think about, man. Musky fishing on the brain. Tonight we better uh, stick straight because we got a smallmouth guide coming on. But after that, man, it's musky talk, musky talk, musky talk. So What's that guy's name? Sarah uh, Chad? Austin Aducci. And from where? Where is he hailing out of? The Chicago area. Everybody loves smallmouth. Everybody loves smallmouth. Smallmouth in Chicago might have guns. <laughs> <laughs> if not, they're gonna sell you crack. <laughs> come up, come up into that. You want some crack? They'll they'll mug your fly for free. <laughs> so. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that went south quick. The bad part is you could just keep going with that one, too. It's like, no, you better stop at some point. 
<laughs> we're gonna have to get Austin in on this stuff. We're uh, we're doing a quick first segment tonight because we're running late. Uh, this happens when we don't fish. We run late. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Um, tonight's show brought to us by Predator Fly Gear. Go check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. Sims fishing time of the year. Get the cold weather gear. There's just the warmest. Eric's hooks. If you're gonna tie a musky fly, tie it on Eric's hooks. That and they just came out with a new saltwater line. Yep. Go I check that that shit out. Yeah, they got a, one was like a shrimp, uh, and then they have a streamer, um, a minnow, a blue fish, and blue water, and a blue water. Yep. Also brought to you by Urban Fly Company. Check them guys out. I know them. They're pretty cool guys. Got hey. some flies if you need if you need that you know that late season fix. You're gonna have some big fish soon to be biting here. We've got November. We're we're right on the cusp of. The fall fishing. Get you some feathers there, too. I was going to say, that guy from Urban Fly Company, he's, he's super all right. Yeah, I seen, he dona- I seen he donated something, so nice job. I'll pat him on the back. While you're checking out UrbanFlyCompany.com, go check, uh, buy some Allsdorf genetics off him. Yeah, if you're going to beat the beast, there's a dozen of them going there. Seven singles and five doubles. So. Save, your, save your shipping money, is what you're saying? Absolutely. Give you a call. I'll be driving them up. Also, uh, why not fishing? And the dock, the app. And uh, Yeti, built for the wild, man. Oh, yeah. So, tonight, we got, uh, we're got we going to do a little something with uh, Austin. After that, we're going to talk. We did a long-ass float last Sunday. It was way too long. I'm glad we didn't podcast after that. Then, uh, we're not podcasting next week. We're not going to put a show out at all, I don't think. Because uh, it's the Beast of the East, and we got too much family stuff, family time, getting ready up to the Beast. You need a, you need a recorder to take tidbits from people. I'm gonna bring one of our something like that. One so you're, of you're our, gonna bring the old setup. I'm gonna bring one of our old mics and do some voice memos on the phone, and then when we come back the following week, we can play some voice memos from people, and we're gonna have Pogo calling in to recap the Treelands tournament, and we can just recap the whole Beast of the East and the whole weekend that the, was the Beast, you know. Yeah, all, all of us had to, uh, Mark and Chad are fishing together, but you know, Jason and I are on different boats, and there'd be three different boats out there, so we'll have a lot to talk about from different angles and whatever we were doing. It's gonna be a good time this year. I mean, we're gonna, like you said, we're, we're spread out, so it'll be fun here hearing everybody's doing, and we're all gonna be fishing something different. So it's we're not gonna be on top of each other. I'm super excited, man. I went I, and uh, <clears throat> cleaned out base camp today, or yesterday and today. Uh, took my my wife and my daughter up there. She was dying to go up there too, so we went up, cleaned everything out, you know, a little bit, and just aired it out. Cut the grass. It's gonna look good when we get up there. That so. is so much nicer. Cause the first year I stayed the whole way up at the hotel, and every morning you had to wake up and drive an hour down, hour back, and it's like now got ten minutes. You're scrambling around when you should have already been there, and we're just getting up and rolling. Like, all right, well we can kind of mosey around as we still got a little bit. So speaking of. You scrambling around, Jay? Are you buying bourbon or am I? I don't know. Do you want to buy? I'll buy bourbon. It's okay, you me. buy bourbon. I'll buy beer. Okay. Deal. Sounds good. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna drink way more than you, just so you know. Oh, that's fine. Do you uh, <laughs> do you, you want that kind for sure then? Oh, whatever, whatever you think, man. I'm I'm a fan of Old Granddad, bottle and bonded, the hundred proof, green label. All I know is if you puke in the morning, we're gonna catch a muskie. So the more you drink, the better chances we have. It seems like every it's, it's like every time. 
He's up. He's alert. He's awake. As long as he pukes in the morning, everything goes fine. If he doesn't, oh, it's, just yeah. every, it's, it's days of melee. Yeah. Never and fails. A lot of times it's due to aggressive brushing, but sometimes it's due to hanging. You know? <laughs> do you do you do you uh, instead of like moving your hand with the brush, do you like plant the brush down and then just move your head on top of it? Is that kind of like mouth to banana or banana to mouth? Yeah, it's like a, it's like car wrecking your face into that. My wife thinks it thinks me brushing my teeth is the grossest thing in the world. She wants us to like build a door. You, you open over. your mouth like the reach guy, like all the way back to your head flips backwards. Yeah, like, like a flop, flappy head. Like a one of the Canadians from South Park. Yeah. <laughs> but the eyes and flappy mouths when they're flapping heads. But uh, yeah, my wife thinks it's the grossest thing watching me brush my teeth. She's like, "We're building a door just so I don't have to watch you brush your teeth in the morning." Because you know. One out of every 14 days, I'm throwing up just because of aggressive brushing. Jeez. And no gag reflex, apparently. Yeah, obviously not. That I'm I'm the worst gay person around. <laughs> I'd be the worst bottom. <laughs> this is supposed to be safer after after the uh, the guest comes on. Kids, no, no, we're kids like fly fishing too, Chad. So <laughs> they don't like this podcast though. They might. I don't know. <laughs> so, hey, on that note, I think we should give uh, old Austin a call. What do you guys say? It'll go more south after later. And we're back with Austin Aducci from Grab Your Fly Charters. What's happening, brother? How you doing? We're doing well tonight. Is it raining there? It's uh, rained like 48 hours straight here. No, it, it's coming in. It hasn't That's got terrible. to us yet. We we need it though, man. It's super terribly low. It's, it's you know we needed it here too, but this is like way extreme. It's too much. That's kind of how this season seems to go. Every time we got rain, it was excessive. I'm glad it's not just me here. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, it really makes me feel better that there are other people struggling like we are here. So Austin, where's here? Where uh, where's your home base? Home is southwest suburb of Chicago. You know, you say Chicago and everybody's from Chicago, but really, I'm like 45 minutes outside of the city. Born and raised here. Um, yeah, my childhood at home is, my childhood house is four four houses away. God bless you, man. We're, uh, right now, we're sitting in my childhood house. That's really cool. Yeah, man. I live next door. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey. Can you describe your waters a little bit? Are you, uh, when you do a charter in Chicago, like as close to Chicago as you are, are you fishing like right downtown? Are you fishing like stuff that looks secluded? What, what's your water looking like? No, not anymore. Um, current waters right now are, are an hour south of the city. And this is the cool thing about guiding here and working this river is, you're an hour away from 10 million people, um, and you're in the middle of nowhere. It's cornfields, it's two-lane roads, it's natural scenic limestone bluffs, bald eagles, ospreys, you know, turkeys. You, you don't realize you're in the city. I've had plenty of people, I've had done TV shows on the river, and just about everybody says, man, I didn't realize Illinois was this pretty, this cool this close to the city so you're in illinois what what's your fishery are you you're a smallmouth guy smallmouth bread smallmouth. And bones, right 
bread and butter day in day out smallmouth um the river you know also has you know carp and catfish and walleye and pike um so slowly over the years have incorporated you know pike fishing specifically um every year accidentally is bycatch a walleye and and catfish the occasional carp what do you do is it is it streamer game or you're nymphing like what's what's the techniques or do you any given day you're gonna pick and choose and put people on the fish no so like during the winter you know i'll sit at shows and and everybody's you know interested in in booking but they'll say well you know when's a good time and i honestly answer this question with a question is how do you like to fish because um because this river changes and mutates so much over the course of the season and the season's like mid-march through you know water temperature dependent halloween maybe you could poke into mid-november but it changes the spring game is high dirty chocolate milk covered you know colored water couple inches of visibility so it's big flies rattles incorporated sinking lines bombing banks but because of all the agriculture around the river and the runoff due to it <laughs> tremendous weed growth and that weed growth just filters out all that sand and sediment that's coming out of indiana and it becomes crystal clear so you have to downsize everything you know your tippet it's got to go down to like six pound and your flies have to get more natural colors blacks and olives and smaller um and you know you have that sight fishing topwater game so depending on when and how you like to fish, you got, you have your options. So you can't just say, well, I've fished Kankakee in, you know, May and, and I've seen it because you really haven't, you got to come at least twice to really see the river and see it. So since you get to spend every day on it, how much do you see the smallmouth move up and down from like season to season? You've moved up and down from like from you know the winter holes all the yeah. way. Yeah, I mean, are you see seeing a like a like a large movement of them, or are they stay relatively close? Hmm. I'm gonna say they're moving four or five miles. That's yeah, pretty, pretty decent. I mean, that's our, our river here is you know fairly similar. I mean, temperature wise and like what you're talking there, and that's. A lot of the tough thing we find with our smallmouth is this time of the year, they really start to shift and they move quick. Yeah, within the last week and a half here, they're really starting to pot up. They're starting to hunt in wolf packs, you know, crash and bait. You know, saltwater style blitzes on the top. Um, starting to find them in that those deeper transitioning holes, the slower stuff. So, yeah, it's starting It's starting to get cold. They know, they know winter is coming. So when you find them doing that and podding up and hunting in wolf packs, are you downsizing and throwing like micro uh, bait fish flies and trying to catch multiple fish out of a pack? Mm, no, no, no. They don't do it that consistently throughout the course of the day. And I'll say like on an average day, you know, average float, you might see four, four big blow ups. That'll be a good, you know, blow up day. So otherwise, no, I'm just fishing normally having the guys fish like I do and if we happen to see it it's like yeah hurry up throw it in there because something good's gonna happen <laughs> and this time of year uh I know we've started to downsize a little bit are you doing the same thing yeah since I've been back from Alaska I've had to downsize yeah the water's been really low um pretty pretty good visibility not historically good like crystal clear but good enough um so you know you're 
your mid-sized clousers and smaller crayfish and yeah it's definitely definitely had to play the smaller game since i've been home that's what we're been talking fly wise. what is your go-to flies i mean what are you kind of doing season to season wise from like streamers to top water wow that's a tough one top water boogle bugs without a doubt um although although so i've been guiding for 11 seasons um you know you think you know it all but i'm a firm believer you can learn something from everybody so this spring i went down and i fished with a guide buddy of mine down here in Indianapolis and had a really good topwater bite on the river that he works and I tied on a booga bug. He's like, no, 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 put that shit away. He says, I got these big deer hair things. And I mean, when I say big, they're like five inches in length, huge, just huge packed deer hair head. He ties this thing on and he's like, chug it and chug it hard. The noise difference between that and the booga bug, I mean, evident. You knew you, it sounds different. And I tell you what, they, these bass on his river just annihilated this deer hair thing all day. It oppressed me so much, I came home and tied a bunch, and I threw them here. They worked, and I would say they worked better than the booga bug. It's a lot so, newer in your spot, I can guarantee that, right? Say that again. The the presentation is a lot newer in in your fishing because you're always throwing the booga bug. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, so top water, yeah, booga bug or this new deer hair thing. Is it um, like a is it like a full on all the way to the tail pack deer hair or is it? Yeah, no, it's full on deer hair head, big bucktaily tail to to get that length and create that bubble trail. Um, and that's about it. Sounds, so top, sounds like a weapon. Top, hmm? Sounds like a pretty good weapon. <laughs> it really was. It is. Um, so yeah, top water would be those two. Streamers? Streamers is tough. That's a tough question to answer. I guess if I had to pick one, you can't go wrong any time of the year with a murditch. I think I catch more fish on a murditch than I would say, you know, a clouser. Um, something about that that pause twitch jerk thing and then that tensely tail just kicking up flash in the back i would say a murditch for a streamer and then we don't really do we don't really have terrestrial hatches you know hoppers and crickets and beetles and stuff locally um so that kind of takes that out of the equation anything else crayfish wise helgramite wise just the generic you know commercially produced crayfish and stuff that everybody throws the near nuffs and and whatnot it, it's all good right it really is yeah i mean in that in that aspect smallmouth you know they're not trout picky um if it kind of looks you know olivey with some rust built in there they'll eat it so before we heated the mics up you uh you started going into your history and you had guided beaver island correct I did. I've worked. I worked the island for. I want to say seven summers, but six or seven somewhere in there. Um, yeah. So worked with Morlock and Martinez. Great guys. And did you did you trade that for the uh, for Alaska now? I did, and I didn't do it, you know, by choice. Over the years, I don't know what it was. I don't know what happened really 
none of the three of us can figure it out. But when I first started, we were busy enough for all three, Kevin, Steve, and myself, to be busy all season. And that season was the last week of May through the first week of August. And, you know, as time went on, I don't know if it was the the buzz and the popularity of of the island, but bookings fell off for for whatever reason or, or the other. And um, there just wasn't the dates to to fill all three of our calendars. So I was the youngest on the seniority totem pole. And um, yeah, yeah, my time, my, my time on the island is done. So yeah, because I really only have floatable summertime float of 11 miles day in, day out here locally, kind of get bored, you know, by, by June, I'm looking at the same water for three or four months. I'm bored. So I like to leave, um, give myself a break, hit me away from the wife and kids for a little bit <laughs> and go somewhere else to guide. So, <laughs> so, uh, you know, like, like we said earlier, social media, everybody knows everybody. I got a hold of James Johnson, the, uh, the owner of Mackinac River Camp son, who I knew from social media. And I said, Hey man, I'm looking for a job for, for a month or so next year. And he said, yep, we know who you are and your reputation. We'll hire you. And that's how Alaska came about. Cool, man. Um, can we, can we do some, uh, Beaver Island talk and then transition into Alaska talk? Yeah, definitely. So Beaver Island, how, how did they go? Do you wait, you guys wake up, do you guys get on a skiff or you, you, uh, walk in flats? How, how do you so, start the day? So the Beaver Island day is, I mean, the island's a small place. It's, uh, 13 miles long, six miles wide, 600 year full, full-time year round residents. Um, there's only so many places to eat and there's only so many places to drink. So we would pick our customers up. We would go to the deli. Um, we would have breakfast with our, with our guys for the day. Uh, after breakfast, the guys would grab a sandwich out of the pre-made sandwich cooler and we'd go hit the boat. The boats were, um, I had a 17 foot Alumacraft. Steve Martinez had, uh, well, they were all in that 17 range, uh, 17 foot polar craft. I think both Kevin and Steve's were polar crafts. All, you know, Lund style, deep B boats, but we all tricked them out. We all had pulling towers made. We had Orlocks put on them. Um, so we'd lo- go in the boats, we'd fish all day. After fishing, we would shower up and go to dinner with our guests. So we were with people from. 8 a.m. to, depending on how much the guys wanted to party that night, you know, 9 or 10 o'clock, maybe 11, 12. Um, but, yeah, that was the Beaver Island day. Fishing around the island, you know, Beaver Island is the biggest island that makes up a seven, seven island archipelago. So very, almost never did we fish right around beaver itself we were always fishing the outer islands um which had the reefs and shoal systems throughout and why is that did beaver not have the same bottom structure beaver did no they all had the same bottom structure um the outer islands fished better oh okay (laughs) yeah yeah i think that's the only reason i mean on the days where we couldn't get across we would fish right around beaver and find fish and yeah and but it was always better to 
to go away. And fishing for those carp, are you throwing like sculpins and gobies? Are you throwing crayfish or what? What's their forage? Um, in Lake Michigan, the main forage for any, you know, carp, smallmouth, any type of species like that is by far this day and age is the goby. Um, that really depended what what flies you were throwing depended on who you were fishing with. Um, Steve, Steve loves fishing gobies. He's got, I think, two, two maybe three goby patterns in production with a variety of companies. Um, me personally, if you were fishing with me, you were most likely fishing crayfish patterns. And then Kevin Morlock's patterns that I mean, Kevin is known as the the foremost authority on Great Lakes carp, according to In Fisherman. Um, but Kevin's patterns don't really resemble anything. They're more attractor maybe if you have to categorize them some kind of some kind of nymph knockoff but bigger nymphs um all the all of our flies were extremely heavy it was important to get those flies down to the bottom as fast as they could um so they were heavy the crayfish the sculpins most patterns you know were in that two and a half to three inch range very big lots of meat i mean Beaver Island fish were average size, upper teens to low twenties, and you know it wasn't uncommon to get a thirty-pound fish, you know, a couple times a week. A week. Oh yeah, yeah. The biggest fish that any of my customers got in the years guiding there was forty-seven pounds seven ounces. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it was just a little guy. That's a cute fish. Yeah, it was. It, it hardly fought at all. <laughs> Did you guys have to jump in the boat and uh, chase after it? No, I actually that it hardly fought at all. I wasn't. I oh. wasn't. Oh, you were telling being joke. It really didn't barely <laughs> fought. The water was really cold. It ate like right next to the boat. Like one, it popped up right there. I'm like, so the guy said, "Well, shit, put it on him." So he kind of just went bloop and twitch, twitch, and this it ate. And like I said, the water was cold, and it just kind of bulldogged around the boat for a while, and then. Gave up. That's pretty cool, man. Um, yeah. So have any of those tactics that you learned in Beaver Island transitioned to the Chicago metro area for you? That was kind of the, that was the main, that was how Kevin, myself, and Steve all met each other. Um, we were at a show and prior to me working on the island, I guided carp on the southern basin of Lake Michigan. So we were at a show, we met, we sat around in the evening and talked about how they fish carp and how I fish carp. And they were, they were really similar. Um, the main difference was the water that was, you know, uh, Beaver Island's just beautiful water in the Southern basin of Lake Michigan is, you know, sandy and ugly. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, steel mills and smokestacks and noise of tractors and, you know, or freighters coming in. It doesn't, you can't, so it makes it, it harder, can't compare. Makes it, hard, makes it harder to sight the fish when, yes, where you are. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, Beaver Island fish, you could see from, I mean, when we were on our pulling towers, you could see fish from, you know, football field away. Um, that's actually why we had the towers and the oarlocks. Um, we would pull, 
to find them visually at a great distance. But once we started to creep in on in on them, we'd have to row to get the guys in that final casting range. That clink of the push pole hitting those rocks would spook the fish. Huh. That that's pretty cool. To, that's a great fact to know. Yeah. yeah. And how was that transition from spending your uh, your downtime or your boredom time in Beaver Island to going to Alaska? Did anything transition up to there? No, no. <laughs> well, the, the the alcohol content that was about it. Um, <laughs> no, the thing, the cool thing about the island was when you're done working, you could go to the bar, you could go out to eat, you could go hang out at somebody's house. Um, Alaska, you get off the water, you're done for the day, but both you and the guests are in, you know, the compound, if you call it a compound, you know, the guests have their side and the guides and staff have their little tent row. That's kind of our side. And you don't, there's nowhere to go. You know, you, you see the same 15 staff faces for the season there's just no escape. Um, I think that's the hardest. That was the hardest thing. Not, not being able to go anywhere. You just had your tent. And how many seasons did you do in Alaska? I just finished my third. My third. Yeah, it's. Do you it's like great. I think everybody should do it. I think everybody should. That guides should have. I want to be an Alaska guide on their on their bucket list if their resume bucket list um but i don't think it's for everybody your intentions are to do a fourth season oh yeah yep i've yeah it's uh i love it i left stuff there i i didn't plan on going back so then what's your bucket list where where do you want to go guide or what would be the ultimate for you well both me and my wife are getting older um so i've kind of kind of slowly setting that up as far as where I'm going to ultimately end up. It's not going to be Illinois, I'll guarantee you that. Um Kathy, my wife, she's uh she's really pushing hard for Florida. But keep telling us, you know, not going to be be able to pull the boat around when I'm 60 or 65. Um me personally, I I really want to go move down and and guide in Arkansas. Um I could row a boat Till I'm 65, and then if I can't row a boat, they'll just plop a trolling motor on the bow and let it do its work. <laughs> Heck yeah, man! Retirement mm-hmm. plan: trolling how, motor. How often do you get down to to fish in Arkansas with uh with all those streamer guys? Oh, this will be this will be the fourth or fifth winter. Um, whatever that first year was, me and some buddies, you know, Dally's puts on that event. Uh, streamer love fest every year um daily's is a shop in the town of cotter which is just outside of mountain home it's where you know winter streamer fishing for browns you know it's the epicenter that's where everybody goes so daily's puts on this event he draws in tires the big names the kelly gallops and the mike schmitz um in the austin aducci's well that wasn't the first year but yeah <laughs> that is now um so we went down for the event the first year just to fish. We're like, this is great. And then between first and second winters, you know, I got a 
got a call from Steve and says, hey, mate, why don't you be one of the tires? It's like, yeah, sure, absolutely. So, so yeah, now I'm involved with the event, and me and the same group of buddies go down and fish and and have fun. Yeah, man, we've been trying to fit that on our calendar for probably three years now. Well, yep. We had Dally on two and a half years ago. Okay. Yeah, has it been that long? God, I think so. Wow. It, we had Dally and Brian Wise, yeah, all Chad in like Johnson, and a lot of them guys. Like, Everybody, but pretty much uh, uh, Alex. Yeah. So we had them all on. We're like, we need to go down and do the Streamer Love Fest, but it just yeah. it hasn't fit into the calendar since. Yeah, it's a great time. It's super chill. Um, you know, the river's crowded, but honestly, I don't think it matters. You know, Chad and all of them are like, oh, that's river's too fucking crowded and there's too many people. And I don't know. I think everybody catches fish no matter, despite the crowds. And was that your uh, your Chad Johnson impersonation? Yeah, kind of. I don't have that accent down. <laughs> best as cool deal, man. So, uh, hey, can you get into a little bit of the fishing up in Alaska? Sure. Yeah. Um, um, what do you do? Are you your streamer guy still in Alaska? Or are you throwing beads like? like everyone else or what what's your deal well we'll talk like this year specifically okay this year's fine uh well i I go up the same time and i come home the same time that's the end of july through mid-september so that time of year on the knack is should be prime time silver run i say should be it wasn't this year there was you know contributing factors to make salmon fishing difficult this year but the guys that come to Alaska, I mean, their main goal, well, one, the majority aren't fly fishermen. And two, the, their main goal is to bring home meat, kill fish. Bring home a shit ton of fillets. Yep, yep. So the best way to do that for silvers is to throw maps, you know, to throw Vibrexes. Um, there's something about, you know, an inline spinner that, make salmon stupid and they eat it every time <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's the best way but for the for the fly guy um big yeah big streamers pink flashy jiggy anything you could anything you could do to make that fly pop up and down salmon silver specifically really like that up and down motion of a fly and i don't mean like you know a couple inches up and down i mean like pop it up and really let it fall down um so yeah that, that about covers salmon salmon there's not too many exciting things about salmon do you get uh, do you get my gurglers at all yeah i was just i was just gonna add that uh one of those steelhead alley guys dan bennett um dan had some pretty epic days with his customers this year on on wogs which is basically a gurgler um I got my first salmon on topwater last year, and it was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome just because, you know, how often do you get that opportunity to, to do it, to try it? Fucking never. Right. I know. I mean, I've been fishing salmon like 25-ish years, and that, that was my first time. I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. Um, so, yeah, that's salmon. Trout, any fly-out destinations, you have your choices between Obviously, it depends what's going on that particular week on any given flyout, but everything there revolves around salmon. Everything. You know, bears and 
trout and humans. Everything revolves around salmon. So just take one particular destination that I went to a lot this year. It was called Little Coo. Um, small little creek, probably 10 yards wide, maybe. The first time of the year that we went there, there were hardly any salmon in in the river yet. So we had four guys and with no salmon, well, that took beads out of the equation. So we had them just throwing mice all day. And between four guys, they probably had 60, 70 fish all on mice. And these aren't, you know, small rainbows. These aren't, these are like 20 to 22, maybe some 24s in there. So they're not stalkers that just came in on a truck. <laughs> no, no, no. These are these are pretty beefy, healthy rainbows. Hell yeah, man! That sounds that sounds like a fun ass time. Right, but then you know, two weeks later, we went back there again, and now the salmon have pushed up, and there's salmon everywhere, and you start throwing beads, and you know it's nothing but beads. And then three weeks after that started, the salmon started to die off, and you know throwing five six inch you know flesh flies and watching those those giant rainbows that were crushing mice now they're moving six feet to come eat a piece of flesh sounds fun so speaking of that in the transition while you're up there are you taking advice and are you tying stuff like as you're seeing stuff happen are you tying for the next day to try to mimic what you're seeing happen on the previous day no no uh me personally no <laughs> I kind of being, you know, a few years in, kind of know know what works or what has worked for me for the last, you know, two or three years. Um, so I just tie extremely heavy here at home, and I usually that's enough to get me through the season. I personally don't bring the stuff because I'm only there for two months. Um, I could tie enough. I don't want to deal lugging you know, that much more stuff, that much more weight in my bags. Now, the guys that... that are there from, you know, start to finish of the season, you know, that June 1st through, like, mid-October, those guys usually bring material in their vices. So if I have to crank something out, I could just, you know, take you back mo- off their supply. You can mooch off them. Right. So any other fish you don't run into or fish for, like, any char or... Yeah, no, the main river, the main river, the Nacknack has, I think it's nine different species. It has all five species of salmon, you know, the kings, the sockeye, the pinks, silvers, and chums. And then it has rainbows, dolly varden, arctic char, and grayling. That's all in the main river of the Nacknack. All the fly-out destinations are dolly varden, grayling, rainbows, and... I think that's it. So what's the difference between a Dolly Varden and Arctic Char? I One migrates to the ocean and one is resident resident to the main river. So it's kinda of like a steelhead and a rainbow trout. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They both look the same for the most part. Yeah. Cool deal, man. Um, do you do any steelhead in the uh the Great Lakes at home? Uh I did that. The same time frame I worked on the island, I would come home after the island season was done for like three weeks a month, and then I would go back to Michigan working again for Kevin Morlock, um, and I guided the Pier Marquette for king season, 
and early steelhead. Locally, uh, I run swing trips. I, you can't even say locally. <laughs> Closer to my house, I run <laughs> swing trips only for steelhead. I won't. I won't play the chuck and duck or the or the indicator game here. Um, if I'm kind of picky about how I do it because of the time required to drive, it's like a it's almost a two hour drive one way to get to the St. Joe River for me. So if I'm driving, you know, four hours round trip. I don't want to watch an indicator. I'd rather watch people swing. Exactly. I don't blame you one single bit. Yep. And you're yep. not home in the wintertime much, are you? You're down south, right? Uh, I'm I'm kind of I kind of come and go. <laughs> so you pop in and pop out, and people just get a trip whenever. Yeah, I mean, I I'm really gone. You know, two months in the summer. This year specific, I'll be down in Arkansas for like a month at the moment as the calendar sits right now, but there's potential for that to change. So I could be gone for a couple months again this winter. Yeah. It's, you know, everybody thinks I, all these younger Insta famous guides, they think, you know, I want to be a guy that fish a lot, make a ton of money and trips just fall out of the sky, you know, doing this, 11 years, like I said, there's a lot that you miss because of it with your family and stuff at home. Because, you know, unfortunately, where we live here in the Midwest, it gets freaking cold. So your season isn't all year. So it's hard to make a living on, you know, seven or eight months worth of decent weather. You know, no, we're not making saltwater money. We're not making $700 a trip. Like those keys dudes, you know? I hear you, man. That's why we do a, a free podcast and we don't guide. <laughs> I'd be the bro- I'd be the I'd be the brokest fishing guide. There'd be no doubt about that. Yeah, but you know, yeah. all these new dudes coming into us just like they're in it for the wrong reasons. I tell you what, speaking of water and like your situation, if we were guiding here, we probably in less than ten days we could have guided our local river realistically on a float. Is that trip. right? Oh, it was just it was cranked all year long. Wow. Waiting wise, less than five times all year you can actually well, wait. For, for what? Maybe a, a six month period. I, I would say you may have got a few weeks where you got to fish of days, like yeah. two to three. And it, for boat fishing and what people may want to do, they get, it's, it's just weather dependent. Midwest, we're on the, on the verge of the Midwest over here. I know I'm from Ohio, so kind of sucks, don't it? Weather sucks. That's crazy. That's horrible. So in ten, 10 days is not a lot. So speaking of Midwest and stuff like that, how yeah. do you deal with bears? I I know we're from the Pennsylvania Ohio border. We don't have fucking grizzly bears. What, no, neither do we. Yeah, you go what, to Alaska, what do you do right? when you go you to Alaska? Spray? I mean like carry the spray. How long does it take you to acclimate to bear country? The first year <laughs> never really did. I was freaked the fuck out. Um <laughs> You know, you got to play it off because, you know, you're the guide. People people are relying on you to, you know, get them back safely. And, you know, people want to take a guide that they feel safe with. They don't want to take a guide with, like, Steve Urkel, you know. <laughs> Did I do that? Right, exactly. So you just kind of, kind of played it off a lot the first year. And now I was telling my wife when I got back, it's like this year, it's like, there was a lot of bears this year. Probably the most I've seen 
both on the main river in camp at the flyout destinations and it was just like eh there's a bear okay whatever and it really didn't bother me it's just i don't know something happened you know in these three years that you're just like that's cool just leave it alone it won't mess with you i got a pr- uh, uh no fail way if you if you go pick your guide just pick one that can't run faster than you for alaska right, right? yeah that's true <laughs> That's true. Definitely. I mean, I know I can run faster than 99% of my customers, so I got that going for me. It's got to be one of them things where you just, after you have hundreds of them, after hundreds of them, you're like, okay, if I just don't play with them, I can, you know, we'll be fine. Yeah. No, there was, no there was one day this year that that I was on edge, say. Um, edge, five guys, it was me and five guys, they put me out on a plane with by myself um so these guys are fishing their way and i'm kind of leading the pack we're, we're working our way down the river and see a couple bears on a bend i'm like all right guys check up so you know you yell at them and talk to them maybe you throw rocks at them or not so the bears kind of went away and i couldn't see them anymore couldn't hear them I'm like all right let's cross so we had to cross this particular bend twice within a 20 yard section so we made that second crossing and still no sign of the bears. So I'm like, all right, let's fish it. So the guys spread out on the bend and they start fishing. And the tail end guy, um, right across the river from him is a clump of bushes. And in the clump of bushes, the center of it, there's like a hole. So I'm standing there tying a rig on for him. And we heard, you know, the typical bear, like, like growl like i'm gonna run right through this hole and eat you guys it's like holy shit i think we need to get out of here so those bears you know they just kind of circled back around us and yeah we're back behind us and it was that was the only time this year i was on edge so do you have a i've heard from my buddy that guides up there that black bears are the crazy bears that you need to watch out for do you think that's true i've never seen a black bear there yeah, he said the black bears are like the white dudes in the gang. They're the cra- <laughs> he said they're the crazy ones. I've never seen a black bear there. I wonder if it's just regionally like the difference between where he's at and where I'm at. Uh, he's fishing Lake Iliama. Okay, is, so he's he's quite area. a bit more north and inland. Yeah. Hmm. So he said to watch out for them. Okay. Well, bears, I just say just watch out for them all. Yeah, I mean, because if you think about it, the grizz, they eat the black bears. So anyone that any black bears strong enough to survive that is going to be, you know, pretty aggressive and big. Yeah, can handle themselves. Yeah, that's a valid point. So, what's your Definitely. favorite favorite fish to go for, man? If you had a day so to pick, my you, I know you got a three, wide I'll, I'll wide array, three. man. It's tarpon, carp, smallmouth. In that order. Really? In that order. <laughs> yep. Yep. If, if I have to go give you a fourth, it would be steelhead would be four. Swung steelhead would be four. Great lake Liking steelhead. you a little bit more now. Uh, I'm not <laughs> even getting into that argument with you, that whole great lake steelhead versus real steelhead. I'm not even going there. They're uh, all, steelhead's a steelhead. They're all fun, right? Yep. They're all fun. No, man. I, I'm not going to argue with you and either way because, uh, like I said, we live... An hour south of Erie, Pennsylvania, and yep. I've never been to the West Coast, so 
<laughs> That's all I know. We used to live for that. I will say that, like, Michigan steelhead are way bigger than, you know, your guys' steelhead. Oh, so we're getting a dick measuring contest. Over that, over that <laughs> yeah, I think it's worth it. <laughs> we we got Michigan steelhead, dude. That's what they stock in Ohio. That, that's because your steelhead are closer to the salt water, so they're closer. Oh, to you're, you're more, you're more, you're more west coast. Is big. Oh well, yeah. On average, hell no. You got it up there, dude. I'm saying Lake Michigan got that depth. Charlton need that yep. depth to get big. Yeah, right, right. Uh yeah. So tarpon, carp, smallmouth, steelhead. That's my. That's my. My order, my pecking order. Hands down. Final answer. Yep. <laughs> so what um, other fish have you been out for? I mean, what's um, any target destinations? Mm, what other fish like have I already done? I mean, saltwater. It sounds like you've done some saltwater. Yeah, I've right? done quite a bit. You know, our, when I say our, uh, Kathy and myself's our life plan back <laughs> Mike 10, 10, 15 years ago. Um, was to pick up and move to Florida before my youngest started high school. So I had bought a skiff. We'd rent a house down there for a month, month and a half every year, various locations uh, up and down the Gulf. I'd fish every day learning, you know, where to fish on what tide and all that junk. Um, so yeah, I've done quite a bit of saltwater stuff. The only, the only near shore saltwater species that I have not caught or even cast at is a permit um and from what i gather you know sitting in the rower seat talking to guys that have targeted them i don't want to if i want that kind of frustration i'll just go fish carp and spend a lot less money that's right man so speaking of that do any of the flies transfer over from like say tarpon to smallmouth or uh bonefish to carp for you? maybe a little bit i really haven't explored any of that um well you know like plain plain stuff kind of tries you know goes everywhere and catches everything so yeah i think if you try some i just haven't personally done it carp flies no the the cool thing about carp depending on where you're fishing them you have to fish them differently. You know, Great Lakes carp eat and act a lot different than river carp. And river and Great Lakes carp act and eat a lot different than pond carp. So could you take a bonefish's, you know, gotcha and catch a Great Lakes carp on it? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. But would you be better trying it on a river? Yeah. You could catch our carp on anything, bud. Especially really? bread imitation bread. flies. <laughs> Just spun deer deer hair when people, you know, feed them all day. They love that bread around here. <laughs> that, that's what Pellet we... Fed carp, huh? Well, we fish right through the city, man. The little city okay. we live in, and there's people, like, pointing them out. There's restaurants throwing tidbits out. It's, it's crazy. And then we got areas where, like, people actually go feed the fish, and you got guys right there trying to catch them. And and that's some, awesome. In some cases, with flies even. Wow, and those guys probably think they're like true outdoorsmen. Oh, they got it. They they put it to the oh, dog. We sure do. They, they, <laughs> hey, Austin, I am a true yeah. outdoorsman. God damn it. 
I wasn't Jay- assuming that you were doing that. Jason, Jason does it. Absolutely. Jason does it. Oh, sure. I'd never seen a bread fly till I got on the boat with Jason. It, they, wow. it, they, they tend to be at the end of like our smallmouth float. You go right past where they're all sitting there eating. So you have a seven weight, and you, hey, I got a bread fly. Might as well throw out there and catch one of them. We've already, you know, floated a whole five hours for smallmouth hybrids, but it's a good time either which way. Speaking of floating wise, you spent a decade now in a rower seat. Talk yeah. about uh, drift boats a little bit. What's your preference when it comes to you know what you row or, or how? Um. <laughs> I started in a Klaka. Um, so, started the guide service in 08, 09, and I was strictly on Lake Michigan. You know, that was like, I was already a niche, you know, a niche thing around here, fly fishing. But I was even more of a niche fly fishing on Lake Michigan. Um, fly fish out there for everything. All of the salmon species when they'd come close, carp and smallmouth in the summer you know, summer runs, Kamania's, all that stuff I did. Um, so that was the first year guiding only. First year's over. Like, if I'm going to make this work, I need another offering because the Southern Basin is super sketchy when it comes to weather, wind and waves. Um, so I needed a plan B because I had to cancel a bunch of trips that first year because of weather. So I got online and bought a used Klaka had no idea how to row it um while i was waiting for it to get shipped i drove down to the to the river and i figured out oh i could dump it in here and i could take it out there had a friend that used to live in idaho he rode a raft i called him up I'm like yo i need you to teach me how to row this boat that i just bought he's like yeah all right so he gets in the boat and says you gotta do this this and this and he rode for like five minutes and he says all right have at it so I rode the Klaka, my used Klaka that I bought for six seasons. It was a great boat, loved it. But it was small. I got claustrophobic by August. You know, you, by the time you, everybody brings too much stuff. So by the time the, the guys, your customers, stuff's in the boat, plus my stuff and the grill and the cooler, me as the rower had like two foot by two foot space to be in all day. So in that same time frame going on, Stealthcraft out of Michigan kind of evolved and became popular by me working in Michigan in the fall and physically seeing these boats and, you know, getting in a couple guy buddies. It's like, holy cow, look at the room in this thing. I mean, it's just, it's a barge. So now I row a a Stealthcraft. Um, I row a Stealthcraft drift boat and I have a Stealthcraft power drifter that i run here and you're but yeah boats boats are kind of like rods in my opinion it's whatever you could afford and for the general public dude weekend warrior guy you don't want to buy a boat because then you're always going to be the guy rowing it you're never going to get to fish you're just going to end up taking all your buddies fishing that don't know how to row and then it's just a bad idea amen until you teach them all how to row and then then they could row your ass around a little too <laughs> yep. Yep. I was the first person in that situation around this table. I had the first rowing boat and Okay. Uh, finally Jay got one and he started to learn about it. But you know, it's just been recently that all four of us have learned how to row. I was the smart one and bought one with a trolling motor and a prop motor. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. I, I'm good at driving <laughs> boats, way better than rowing them, man. 
I see. I I mean, I don't know. For me, I, I love rowing. I mean, I could parallel park that thing between a rock and a tree. No problem. So when when and how do people get a hold of you for any guided trips in smallmouth country? Oh, the internet. <laughs> you know, the internet works really good. Website, um, phone, spit, Instagram, Spit the website Facebook. out. We need it. We need to... People need to hear this. So, and then it's what the seasons are going to run from what, like a May to what are you fishing through for your water through the summer? What are you guiding there for smallmouth? Um, no, my season goes, I don't really ever stop. I mean, I've had really good hardcore customers that, you know, in December be like, dude, I need to get out for a day. Is there anything we could do? And I'll take them fishing, you know, on the Bass River and we'll pull. We've pulled smallmouth in December with 41 degree water temperatures. So, um, what's the technique for that kind of day? Are you low slow. and slow? Yeah, slow, low slow. and slow. Yeah, low and slow, big streamers, because again, that the, all the vegetation has died off and it's become dirty again. So, same bigger springtime streamers, just lower and slower in in a lot slower, deeper water than we're fishing in the spring. So. Are, Will you ever be throwing like the sculpin helmet flies with the the sculpin helmets and just jigging them on the bottom? No, I don't because they hurt too bad when you get hit by them. <laughs> I mean, I've been hit by them and they hurt bad. That's a so solid I, logic. Yeah, I just don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't like to wear a helmet in the boat, so I just I don't. <laughs> yeah, you guys using a lot of clousers in that case, then even that for cold water stuff. Yeah. No, it's more. Um, it's more stuff like Mike Schmidt's um, Viking Midge. Ah, that guy doesn't know how to tie. No, he doesn't. No. Nah. He doesn't. <laughs> I mean, I say that now when he's, you know, in Florida and I'm here. I would never say that to him in, in Arkansas in January. I mean, oh, he's a big freaking dude. I know, 100%. <laughs> I went to uh, Daytona Beach this year, and it was like the week he was in Wyoming. So we missed each other by a week. Okay. Chad was gonna yeah. Chad was gonna show up and pop great a story, right? ass, no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, Mike's a great guy. Yeah, great I mean, story. Love him. Love drinking beer with him. But yeah, I would never say that to his face. <laughs> but you you like his Viking Midge? For that? I do, and I really I'm really terrible with fly pattern names. Um, so just you know, for this conversation, like the, a pattern like that. That would be what something I would be throwing in December. So is that unweighted? Um, no, that's got a, like medium dumbbell eyes, medium dumbbell eyes, and the ones that you know because I tie and I'm just like everybody else. I look around the internet and see what everybody else is throwing, and then I tie my own. So because I know Mike and I've got a couple of Mike's actuals. I knock them off, so I'll like add a rattle and add some different weight and different colors and all that crap and customize. That's why fly tires, fly tires, right? Exactly. Customize what works with your waters. One hundred percent. He can't figure out what you're doing from a uh, New Smyrna Beach. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. And then you know I've got patterns out there, and so I kind of fish some of my stuff, and that works every once in a while. So it's yeah. Honestly, my my whole thing isn't. I don't. I do and I don't. There's a line in 
in that movie, Summer Haze, the smallmouth movie. There's a line that I think James Hughes says that they go out and fish with intent. You know, anybody could catch a smallmouth by swinging a woolly bugger through a riffle. That's true, but for the day-in, day-out fishing guide, where it's important to put fish in the boat or in the net, I don't go fishing with intent, like that hardcore intent. I just go fishing. I take my people fishing. Um, so I've always looked at it that way, and it just works. You know, the guys that get hung up on, oh, I need 20s or 21s every day, that's just stress, and stress isn't fishing. It's not what a guide's supposed to be, in my opinion. I don't like adding stress in the boat when people come on the boat to get away from day-in, day-out stress. So that that brings up something else that happened to us last week. Um, every smallmouth that you, you guys catch or hook, do you put it in a net? I know last week I had a guy from Switzerland in the front of my boat, and I was trying to explain to him to net the fish from the front of the head, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was like super, the language was getting broken. Okay. Do you, do you have like the client in the front of the boat net the, if the guy in the back of the boat catches it or are you taking no. your hands off the oars? What, how's your process go? Me personally, every time, oh, let me retract that. Not every time. If it's a fish bigger than 10 inches, every time my anchor drops. As soon as that guy hooks up on a smallmouth, that anchor drops. So he is not only fighting the fish, but he's fighting the fish as he was if he was waiting. So he's got the current working against him also. So that, I mean, my hands are off the oars. I personally net the fish for the guy. Um, Yeah, my customers don't net fish. Okay, no, that's fine. Like I said, these these weren't my customers; they were just buddies. So mm-hmm. I was just wondering. They can't net fish for shit. <laughs> yeah, they they weren't doing a good job either. Really? <laughs> I let, I, I I'll net my own fish when it comes to it. Hell with you guys. <laughs> so, hey, Austin, is there anything that we haven't hit on that you think we should? No, we've covered a lot of stuff. Yep. Um, no. Uh, no, maybe the movie. That would be the only other thing so, of current, you know, worthy events. So when's it come out? And you, the movie, the, you're talking about the, sub, Summer Haze, correct? Summer Haze, yeah. The DVD version's already out. Um, it's been distributed kind of locally, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana. Fly shops have it. Um, you can get a hold of RT and get a copy, or you can wait until he just came out with it today. I just posted a thing on on the gram because it's important to post every day on the gram. Um, 100%. <laughs> right. If it's not on the gram, it didn't happen. Do anything uh, for clout. Say that again. Do anything for clout, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to, um, that the streamed version of summer haze comes out on December 20th on Vimeo or Venmo or however Vimeo. you say it. Yeah. That one. Yeah. So that one, you posted it. Yeah, so that that being a part of that was it was it was awesome. I mean, I've been a part of TV shows and other smaller Vimeo things before Venmo, um, but this one was legit. And I doing you know a video or a podcast, I'm always worried about you know 
how dumb I'm going to sound or look. And especially with this movie having the cast of characters that are in it, um, it was the neat. It was really neat to see the finished product, and neat because, yes, it's smallmouth. It's smallmouth all throughout the Midwest, and how differently all I think there's seven or eight of us in it, guide services. How all, yeah, how differently all seven or eight of us fish smallmouth and guide smallmouth and so who else is featured in it besides yourself uh schultz's crew's in it um the tight lines guys up on the menominee kyle zempel on the wisconsin river hunter dorn he's kind of like small i don't really know where hunter is i know he's like somewhere in wisconsin like small slash bigger water um Eric Grigowski on Lake St. Clair. Yeah, he's an R.A. dude. Yeah, Eric's, he's, yeah, he's pretty cool. Um, we had him on the show previous also. I'm kind of getting pissed off that you've got all these other dudes on here before me. <laughs> wait, wait, what's your name, bud? <laughs> right, right. Um, we, we only sorry, had Eric on because we had Matt on, for real. Okay, okay. <laughs> I could see that. I mean, Matt's way cooler than Eric. <laughs> well, I, I, I met Matt on the Drake, so that was how we met that. Uh, made that connection. Eric Never. wasn't on the Drake before. He Matt just posted pictures of him. The Drake like magazine. Uh, the forum. Oh, that thing. Yeah, that way thing. way back in the day. <laughs> that is way that back thing. in the day. That's before the gram. It see was how old that right? Yeah, man, we're getting old. <laughs> Tell me about it, dude. Tell me about That's it. That's when the internet still dialed up, right? Yeah, when you heard that, yep. It took forever for those pictures to pop up. So um, how do people, so how do people get on? I think Bowen's in it. And I know there's somebody else that I'm forgetting. Yeah. that. But like I said, that was the coolest part about that movie. So I think any smallmouth fisherman, it's worth a watch because it, it really highlights you know not only us and our fisheries but the fish and how different they are and that was summer days summer haze 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 yep good deal h-a-z-e how do you make smallmouth look cooler make a movie about it (laughs) yeah 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 i don't know if you can yeah yeah great great stars i mean a lot of people in in fly fishing you know, our trout dudes. I get a lot of people that are like, oh, this is my first bass. I'm like, what? What? How is that possible? Well, we only fish trout in Montana like twice a year. I don't know. Okay. So do you get dudes that uh, that just want to come sit in your boat and drink uh, Pipeworks beers and uh, hang out for a day? Or Yeah, I've had some. Yeah, yeah. I've had some partiers that just turn into a boat ride. And, you know, fortunately, by 10, they kind of don't know what's going on, and they don't notice that I'm just forward rowing. <laughs> do do you get it into the local uh, Chicago craft brew scene at all? No, uh-uh. No, not a huge beer guy, but I'm a little bit of a beer guy. And if I am a beer guy, I am... You know, every so here we could talk about you know, sponsors and pro staffs. Yeah. You know, because that too, all these new guys want to be pro staffed up. Somehow I got a 
phone call, email. I don't remember what exactly it was, but from uh, Sweetwater. Also, are you on guide sure. beer? I'm a guide beer dude. Yep. So I have guide beer in my boat um, that I give to all my 21 and older customers. And yeah, guide beer will come. I just got word guide beer will be up in the Midwest in 2020. So up until this point, it's strictly been a Southern thing, you know, down in Florida and Georgia and the Southern states, but they're getting it. They're getting it here locally, at least for sure in 2020. Good deal, man. I've, I've been looking for guide beer around here and it's, it's hard to find. You can't, I still haven't had it. It's, it's pretty tasty. It's pretty tasty, but, and you can have, you can have quite a few of them and not be in that much trouble. And still cast right. Yes, yes. <laughs> still cast, right? The hook sets may go to the ship, but you can still cast good. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Could potentially hook yourself right out of the boat. You know, hook set yourself right out of the boat. Chad Maybe would, had that happen? Chad would buy another cooler, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Just fill the other cooler up, too. Have any of you had anybody in your boat hook set themselves out of the boat? No, I've stuck an oar no, these guys and catapulted Chad just out of the back. Shoot people out the front. <laughs> Mark launched me out of the boat last summer, and I launched a dude out of the boat two weeks ago. Wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> Rowing or hitting now, something? Now, mind you, we're this is in we're running really small creeks in a raft that are like some spots we're hitting are like six inches, and all of a sudden you're paying attention to like a tree on the right. And next thing you know, there's a shoal, and your oar's stuck in it, and Oh. Bye bye. <laughs> and I'll give Mark credit for that. It was like the third time he's ever rowed. When I did it two weeks ago, I've been rowing for four years, and yep. I was just not paying attention and kind of talking shit to the guy in the back. And I hit a rock, and he shot out of the back. Chad did the uh, Chad did the like the mom. Once arm. again, I'm not a guide. <laughs> we're, we're just friends. <laughs> Yeah, Chad nice. did the mom arm, like, stop your kid, you know, from falling out of, you know, the front seat when we used to all ride in the front seat or on the, you know, the armrests. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did the total mom arm across the kid's, you know, chest and everything. Guy still goes spilling out of the boat. He's a decent-sized guy. But he, he tried helping him out. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> so, it was man, a valiant, valiant effort to save him from what it sounds like, though. It was. I, I tried my best. Showed he cared. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? In the end of the things, I got more wet than he did. Just from his splash? Yeah, from his splash. He <laughs> he only ended up dipping like one leg in, but okay. he splashed me the entire way up my, like the front of my, my face and all over my glasses. Good for you, pal. Yeah. <laughs> he said, in your face. Nice. So, all righty, man. Well, hey. Thank you for your time, Austin. We it's enjoyed the great, stories that you've had. A great conversation. I appreciate you guys offering this to me. This was, this yeah. was fun. Been a good time. Thank you. I almost feel validated, you know, even like 10 or 20 other cooler people before me. Oh. You ready? Let's do it. Up. 
half man, half drugs, after clubs. So, Jay, what do I have to do? You have to pick up a trailer full of wood. I will have it already loaded and ready. I can do that. So I'm follow, or I'm pulling trailer from your house to, from, soc- to soccer. Off oh, from your dad's to soccer? I can do that. Yeah. Just it, it's already loaded with wood? You had your dad do that? It's not loaded now, but it will be loaded before you so pick it up. So in other words... You're having your dad do that? No, I'm doing it with him. You're going to have a fire ready and going when we get back then? You should have. Huh? You should have. Uh, you should have seen how quick the fire I got going yesterday was. Or the, yeah, it was yesterday. As soon as I got there, my dad hadn't even pulled up behind us, and he. I mean, they stopped for a second and right behind us. Everything so dry, and we had some. We had, he had had a pine tree fallen, so we have just a ton of pine to burn outside. And man, I, a couple logs. I mean, I lit a. I lit a cardboard box. And I mean, everything just went up like. like it was oh. a tinder fire. Yeah, it, didn't need, it didn't need any any gasoline. No accelerant. Light. No, nothing at all, man. It was it was pretty good. So. so what time are you guys gonna get up there then? Nine. As soon as my team gets done kicking Chad's team's ass, that's that's. Mm. What oh, I'm Jay's gonna be so salty when my team kicks his ass. <laughs> Chad and I got to walk in a parade with all these little kids. We're yelling at them the whole time. <laughs> get back! Shut, shut down! God Sit your it. asses down. Quit pelting that old lady with candy. <laughs> <laughs> Riders over here two-handed it. Pelts this old lady right in the eye. I swear. <laughs> she what, goes, would she, you say happy homecoming she, after that? Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, uh, go faster, truck. <laughs> Get me out of here. Not my kid. No, not my kid. I'll tell you what. Drinking four beers before a homecoming parade oh, is not what you want to do. No. No. I had to pee so bad. <laughs> that and the, man, you had to wa- we had to walk all the way down Main Street. I remember tucking along and then ugh. I remember drinking four beers when I was a freshman in high school before the homecoming parade, and that was awesome. I was like the cool kid in town. Yeah, when I'm 36, it's not the cool thing to do. What do you mean? Prostate, you were 21 into sixth grade. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> your prostate doesn't work as well. Because I had to pee so bad. <laughs> There's no brakes on that thing. Jay, Jay found a, an old steel mill or uh, railroad car joint he peed beside. Yeah, I was hoping <laughs> I didn't get indecent exposure. Good to go, though. Good to go. It had to happen. All the moms are looking at me all weird. I'm like, Shit's going down. The moms didn't care. Is that one dad that he he mentioned something? He's like, yeah, that that blonde guy. He was peeing beside that building. Well, yeah. What else is I going to do? What a perv for looking. I know. Fucking guy. That's on him. Worry about your own (laughs) urine. That's what Chad said. Were you looking at his penis? (laughs) Did you get a glimpse of the suspect? How small was it? Because that's not Jay. (laughs) That's not the Jay I know. (laughs) Did the blonde guy have a big nose? Was it? Was you should it, just tell him it was synthetic urine. Did it stick out further <laughs> than his nose? Because that's not the J I know. So, all right, that, we, uh, that, that we were picking up wood for the beast because we're all all of us. We said it again. <laughs> we we're we we're gonna stay up at camp, and you know, I guess that's what we call uh, a cottage for most people, and I guess the rest of the United States. A one roomer got your heat. They got a couple rooms, but yeah. could started from a one room and became a little a deer hunting camp. I guess you can call it a PA deer hunting camp. Yeah. That's what it that's what it is. You come, you sleep, you 
eat and enjoy. It's a pretty pretty sweet place you got there, Jay. I I enjoy the you know you got location for sure. You got all the the good water around and all the people coming to enjoy it with us. So look forward to that. Yeah, man, you get to. <clears throat> this should be a first time in the tournament. It's it's a good time, Jace. The festivities after are really count. fun. Even when you get to go, up, you, you know, chat with everybody, have some beers after everybody's done fishing. That's always a good time. Saturday after. Oh, there's there's uh plenty of fun to be had. I'm fishing for real, so you guys are all losing. <laughs> what day? Are Sorry, you, bud. Are you come? Nah. Are you just going up yourself, or are you? I don't know. It doesn't matter. We'll be there. We'll be square, and I won't be drunk like you guys. <clears throat> as drunk as we are. Um, I know Justin, he's coming up. I stop him maybe here, depending on time. And uh, I don't Yeah, know. I got to talk to him yet. Yeah. He'll be swinging through this area. Maybe we'll, right we'll on the... get some get some time to talk right up together or something. Who knows? I'd see what's up with Ryan. He'll probably make the meeting. And No, nah, that sounds like fun. Going to have uh, a, a fun, fun two days of You've been tying some musty fishing. flies. You brought some flies out on the boat the other day. They actually swam really well. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't know if I, I should kill that one because it kind of head dives pretty hard, but I don't know. And maybe it's a two-hander retrieve fly, so that could be the technique on that. But a couple of different flies, one in the, the pink, just because it's pink, right? It it swam okay. It was, it was a little, little bit of a heavier fly to cast probably, but it's going to swim. It's going to be visible, so it might not even work with what the water conditions are unless we get some rain and things change, but... I tied another one. It's kind of natural looking. Tie musky flies ain't hard. Just cover up your mistakes. Right, Chad? They're fun, man. Just cover your mistakes up and keep it going. Nah, I, I tied a couple of flies. Uh, one that had like a tubing head, which I never use that. I don't know. I usually just tie the bucktail, but that that was the one. I threw a little bit of a, epoxy over it on the eyes just to keep them on there, but it seemed like it, it's a nice fly. It swims. It's long. I got some real stupid long feathers that we got from Joel or... I don't even know if we... I think they were from Joel. They were from a long time ago. It's like the rooster's ass, like his his ass <laughs> feather. Like, serious. Swear to God, they're stupid long, but... Big cocktails are, yeah. <clears throat> it's kind of like you, a... You said big cock. It's kind of like a... ends up being like a bluegill type of... I got the blue up, up front with the blue head. It, it's sweet. It's not bad looking. I don't know. I, sometimes I get lucky and tie decent flies, I guess. They all catch. There's no doubt about it. I, I'll pick flies up that I, you know, tied... When I didn't know fucking how to tie, if you fish them right and uh, put them to work, they work. But it's important to have the right hooks, right? And good mm-hmm. hook gaps, sharp, brand, not brand new, but it's important. That shit's important. So regardless, like like the progression, you learn that shit. Dude, I, I tied a musky game changer last night into this morning. It sat in my vice overnight. It's probably 14 inches. What, weave? What is it? All weave hair, brushes. I can cast it maybe 45 or 50 feet. One time. (laughs) But that freaking thing swims so good. Where did you take it? To the tank? I I took it to the tank across the street. And it swims so good, it has to be in in the box. I can't. There's going to be a couple spots I can think of next couple days. I'm going to be like, all right, now get that out. Because you're only going to... We get right up in on some spots. We may only have to cast 25, 30 feet. We see a fish or two or something, you know. It it doesn't want the small black fly retrieve, like follow-up. Giant pink fly, you know. A good one to figure eight right around the boat, too. Exactly. So, um, you know what? 
I told Jace he could have my my nine weight. We're gonna have so many rods on our boat. I might just put that rod on a ten weight, and that just might be the figure eight rod, you know? Because that thing, it will effectively do what you want in a figure eight. Yeah, we're gonna have a crapload of rods in that boat. It's probably gonna be. Well, we're gonna have to leave one out. Yeah. Probably I, bring five. Whatever. It, it's all the same. So, I know I fish my twelve weight more than I fish my ten weight, so it yeah. can it can stay, but. Whatever. Yeah, with three of us in there now, it's, it's going to be a heck of a lot Speaking more rods about. You guys got a new partner? You guys got a partner since the last time we've been on the podcast? Yeah, he's all right. He's been on fire, apparently, catching musky Ooh, in PA he lately. Ever. He's Stop fucking burning up all his luck. Stop bragging. Before, before the beast. <laughs> yeah, now we just got to keep him from laying an egg out there next week. I know. We got a boat one. I haven't been in, in a boat that hooks a musky in the tournament since I've started fishing in the tournament. And that's yeah, been four due. years. <laughs> You're due. Wait, you you didn't fish with Mark when he caught a fish? No. Oh, Mark fished with some, some redheaded oh, ginger yeah. from Cleveland. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you didn't you ain't seen a muskie in the tournament. You're kinda like I've Jason. Seen, I've seen them. I haven't hooked oh, them. I understand. I've had them follow, I've had them not bite, you know. Yeah, I ain't into that shit. Oh, you'll get to learn that shit, man. Nah, I won't catch him way out in front like uh, Larry Dahlberg. I never figure eight. Man, that one last year was funny. Sucker just hides under the boat, I'm comes not- up, wails my fly, runs over, eats the tail off yours, and gone. Nuts to that fish. It was a drive-by. It, that it fish was, could, that it fish was could die in a fire. I go into the figure eight, and all <laughs> I see is him come out from under the boat. He was plotting on you. It, turn straight to the left, hits Chad, and right out, gone. And then he's gone. He's a bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> he destroyed both. He, like, ripped tails off of mine, took his off. Yeah, I was, I was fishing a game changer, but I didn't glue the back half of the section, or the back half of the fly down, because, you know, it's the back half of the fly. There's no hooks there. Who gives a shit? It bites down and <laughs> takes it with him. <laughs> Disassembled your yeah. game changer. So now I just have a stubby head to a fly. <laughs> that was frustrating last year. We didn't have crap. Yeah, last year was rough. We we stuck to our game plan. We stuck to our guns. This year we have to be more agile and nimble. And I think you and Nick going up and fishing on Thursday, we're gonna see what's going on. Well, now that this is the third year there, it's almost like okay, we got. Really, three, maybe four ideas of how to fish it. We may as well go in and pre-fish one or maybe a little bit of two of them. And then you can just roll one of them out. If you want yeah. to, okay, that one works. Okay, if it didn't work, that don't mess with it. We'll just go somewhere, you know, do something different. Yep. So we've got a couple ideas. And you got the electronics. You can see if, if you're there and the fish are there, they're just not biting. They're you there. Fish, you should fish you know? water you wouldn't fish. Water you that isn't fish. your your you go to. I'm saying I'm just you saying. should fish water we wouldn't fish. I would. <laughs> I would every time. But I mean, like, in all honesty, what if you're not right? You got well, two days. It's in, in a lake like that, they're gonna congregate to different areas. So you've yeah. got to figure out where the area is there, and it's all dependent really on temperature it, where the bait is. It's like bass fishing. You got to find a. You gotta find, yeah, you got to find the bait, too, That's because they're all going to yeah, move. you got the electronics on, to I mean, walk str- around a little bit. A strong majority of it's straight down walls in a 35-foot of water. Sounds fun. There's got to be a rhyme or reason as to where they go. Hmm. So I'm not going to catch any? 
<laughs> I didn't say that. Right. 35 feet in straight well, down. You're not going to have a depth finder on your boat. So oh, you would fucking know. I'll bring my Vexilar, man. What the hell are you talking Ryan's going to put you on fish. I think I think he picked one up. I think he got a small, uh, like, just a, you know what I mean? The we were nine, talking about nine, his Dunham's is, like, going out of, or, or no, it was a Gander, Gander yeah. yeah. I think so he picked everything up like a, half price. He might pick up something like that. If not, I got one. We'll uh, sea clamp that son of a bitch on the other side of the boat. We, we, I know how to get by these things. Find the bait. It'll be like a large size, uh, look like one of those fish crackers. I'll be like, that's a muskie. Fish for it. You know what I mean? Did you call me a cracker? Large size cheese cracker. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so we went fishing last week. Do we, we went did. for we nine hours and I didn't eleven catch hours. Eleven what hours. You do stick to the same thing and just rip them across the top of the water. You know it. God. I just came for fun. I came to oh. sightsee. He came to talk about how many fish he didn't catch because he was not catching fish. Right in the beginning, everybody caught a couple of fish, I guess. It was Rick caught the last time good. you went out, too. Oh, it's going to keep happening. I don't want to change. Drop down just a little bit. Ch- change is hard. Throw a pair of... They just won't eat. Well, it, it was low water. No, just, just, just go home. Take the water. same fly you've it already got tied. Run some glue on it. No, just tie a fucking pair of goddamn lead eyes on the front of it, and it'll happen. Slow, slow, slow it down a little no, bit. No, it doesn't even matter. You're going to slow it down. Oh, you'll yeah. you'll be down, down there. Slow it anyway, down. Just, as long as it's down. I've been learning. I've been going out on fishing trips by myself and pausing this trip. Don't worry. I'm trying it. I like to Pause. fish fast. That time like, of the year. I like to fi- yeah. fish as fast oh. as you want all up until I, that heat hits. I and like to fish that fast. heat hits and it gets hot mm. and slower down. Yeah, fish are done for the, the year. water level. They're all dead. If it's low, 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 like we had it, like where we could get them on, like when you get them on most poppers in our river, it's it's been down to one one gate, mm-hmm. two gates, and it's nothing but pools. And then you can get them. When it's when it says seven hundred, they're not coming up that far. They're not moving four or five feet to get it. There, there's enough food down there for them that you have to fish where they're at. Oh, it's you it's know, super low. It's popper lower now. That's where you need to be right now. But when we fished <coughs> it last week, it wasn't. definitely had some more water. No, it was yeah, yeah it was you what, guys five six fifty ish. I thought that was going to be no, very eventful. The morning the morning started out at seven twenty three, and by time we got to uh the. Uh, the bridge, the 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 black bridge b- across street from the flame, mm-hmm. it was four inches lower. You oh, could yeah, see where the water had dropped. Pilings, uh, bridge pilings, yeah, definitely dropped quick. That's the thing, though. As soon as we have water and it stopped, it lets out fast, which I think moves fish to deeper, like you said. You know what I mean? How do you know where it moves them? You don't catch Cause it. I, exactly. I'm <laughs> patrolling the top of this water. If there's fish up by the top that, or they can see, I should catch them. I have one I have one little baby bite, but that was it, man. I couldn't even catch a fish in my favorite spot that I ain't been to all year. I'll, it's all right. Hey, when I get beat, I've, a lot. I've, I'll admit it, okay? I was getting skunked. I'll tell you what. Jay's dad, Rick, caught a fucking toad. Mm-hmm. That was probably an 18 and 19 inch smallmouth. Good one. That was a big fish. And that that was, hey, we're in this big swirly ass pool. I said, hey guys, we're gonna start catching fish as soon as we cross under this bridge on River Right. We're gonna start catching big fish. And don't you know? First cast in. First cast at in, the Rick, end of the bridge. Rick catches that big fish. What I mean, and <clears throat> and on what fly? I don't know. Uh, 
I mean, I'm not even Sweetwater. Yeah, Sweetwater was yeah. an olive, but it had lead dumbbell eyes in it. It was getting down. It didn't even matter what it looks like or yeah, color. It was olive, and, and it, it was, was just crushing them. But I will tell a funny story about that. Uh, I had a guy in the front of my boat that was from Switzerland. You know, English is his fifth language. Not super fluent in it. And Rick has a giant smallmouth on in the back of the boat. I'm like, so, and and I'm rowing. I'm trying to take us over into like some slack or water so we don't blow through this and we can't fish the rest of it. You know what I mean? So I'm like, Timo, put the net down and let the fish swim into it. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he tries scooping it from the back. I'm like, no, Timo, put the net down and let in front of the fish and let the fish swim into the net and scoop it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he tries scooping it from the, the ass end again. Like, oh, God. So, like, the third time I tell him this, he's like, oh, from the front. I said, yes, from the front. So he he, he scoops down and he, he scoops this fish up. And your dad was trying to, like, put it out around my oar. I was like, no, don't do that. I said, I'll just kind of lift my oar up. And Timo can scoop it underneath of the oar. Mm -hmm. And it was like, uh, it was a three-ring fucking circus with <laughs> with only English being the third language. Uh, yeah, you, you guys, know? nobody <laughs> could communicate. <laughs> it, it was super fun. Like, What if he would have just slapped the, the fish with the net and knocked the hook? <laughs> one, once that fish was in the basket, I started laughing. I was like, oh, this is, this is how it should be. But until then, it was super stressful. <laughs> because that, that was probably the biggest smallmouth I've seen in three or four years, you know? That was, was the biggest smallmouth I've seen since the one Mark caught that was 20 inches. Yeah. And I, I didn't really see it too up close. Uh, Jason and I were still a little bit behind, but, I mean, even from afar, you could see it was... It was a big fish. Yeah, it was a thick fish. That it sounds nice. like whenever that catfish hooked up in your raft crapshoot of spinning <laughs> us around and underneath the boat uh, punctured the fucking wall uh, <laughs> you guys are gonna get kneeling it on the raft like leaning down into the water you can't move the thing but we so that was what the first part of the float through there mm -hmm. yeah that was 30 minutes into the this was pre-water drop yes yeah the river was still up uh, this was 30 minutes into the epic day. Epic as in long. Takes <laughs> forever. But, yeah. How long did you think it was going to take? I was thinking eight hours. You're looking at eight-mile float. I've well, done I've done it in four. In a kayak? No, at I, seven gates at three feet. In the eight ball, I think Raz and I did it in like four and a half, five hours. Yeah, it wasn't that high. Yeah, it's no. pushing four times the amount. Of no, I know, I know. I'm just joking. But I've done it in four, but you know, that. I mean, this was really, really low. It wasn't really, really low either. We just—I don't know. We didn't even stop that long. You know what I mean? We stopped. We stopped the hybrid hole. And we fished there for maybe forty minutes. An hour, yeah. Maybe. So that's still a ten-hour float. You know. Mm-hmm. 
That's fucking long. That's well, too it's, long. It's usually <laughs> oh, it's usually what like four hours if we would pull. Two bridges is what I if normally. If we were to do our like we do two separate floats, usually we'll do one or the other. We did like the whole long. Yes, <clears throat> it should be eight hours. Yeah, tack three onto that. <laughs> well, you know, put in takeouts and this is and that and. Yeah, it was a long day. Tell you that. So how did how many what'd you guys all end up doing fishing wise? I mean My dad You got quite a few smallies? My dad got a quite a few smallmouths. Your dad caught prop I know the green boat one. Oh, oh yeah. I, I biggest fish. I, I was like a bad cornhole partner. I couldn't do shit. <laughs> Jace, I didn't touch <laughs> I, I was definitely not touching one. So out of everyone there, there were so he got the hat trick. Yeah, he did. Jay caught a smallmouth and a pike, and Rick caught everything else. <laughs> Rick caught probably five or six smallmouth, a hybrid. At least five or six of them. Probably at more least than five that, or six. Yeah. But one of them was nineteen inch fish. Yeah. You know. And a couple, there was one other that was decent. I do wish we would have measured that fish. Ten yeah. hours later, he for already forgot about that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ten hours later, he's like, "I want some more Newports <laughs> and cold beer. This warm beer is no good." <laughs> because I just had in a shitty old Coleman or Igloo uh, the the roll top. He wasn't pleased with warm beer. No, they were no ice in it. They were piss warm, man. <laughs> because I put them in, I put like a freezer. That sounds like Dad. Freezer pack. I put freezer packs in the night before because I wanted them to stay cold and I wanted to be in there overnight. And yeah, that didn't work. Yeah, he, so. he did, but he stuck that night decent little hybrid. It wasn't huge or anything. It was probably what like three or four pounds, something like that. This was the bigger one of the day, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It yeah. was the bigger of the two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was his Chad, first fish on the Chad fly. Was threw hybrid. the fly rod down there. Small, but still. Nice. That's cool. <laughs> Put it in the water. <laughs> Timo's a cool guy. He had some, like, you know, he had some unique stories. He's obviously seen more of the world than we have. What's <laughs> he doing here? He Work. married a girl we went to school with, man. <laughs> they were they were going out and like saving dogs out in the middle of nowhere, like, or some shit. So you hear a funny story? She was engaged to another person. At that time? At the time. Awesome. That is an amazing <laughs> story. She, I mean, and I, I know she's never going to listen to this, but exactly. uh, she is. That's why I can say totally this. Totally batshit crazy. Whoa. I mean, we're talking whoa, batshit. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm Go doing back construction then. at wait, the neighbor's wait, house, wait, which wait. I have a good story on this, too. <laughs> she left engaged She and left. came home married to another dude. Yeah, because they saved dogs together. How long was this trip for? Uh, you know, three, four months. Long enough to leave your engaged <laughs> husband, apparently, or future it, husband. It was a, it was a fucking intense. I trip. gotta get another beer. That's a good story. <laughs> oh, I should have recorded wow. that shit. Yeah, man, <laughs> that should be Facebook Live. <laughs> but yeah, impressive. No, it, I can't talk too much shit because she's my wife's friend. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're not saying.
and how and look where look where you end up, right? Yeah, and on a boat with some weird fucks riding down a river. <laughs> I ended up going to the same house to pick him up that I used to go to the same house and pick up his wife 13 years ago. Yeah, to go hang out and chill out. That's what yeah. I said. The last time I was at your house, your wife's house, it's like there with a couple of you know, and a couple other girls and just chilling, fires and whatever. We're probably like, I was probably like 14. They're all a little old or not. I was with like Ben Parker and a few other yeah. older kids. Then, yeah, um, hanging we're out. Not they were, names. No, we're they not were, talking names. We're not talking names. They were, oh, yeah, they, were <laughs> yeah, they were all had beer and everything else. God, they were the great people to hang out. Fishing with a foreigner. Yeah, it was pretty fun. <laughs> he probably got a. I'm sure he got a green card now, though. Right? He's in the process. He's lucky. He gets to come here and fish for he, free you know, because did, we got free fishing. He talked about that a little bit, about the fishing there and <clears throat> how it's only so like... this just happened? All right, back to your story. Okay. Fish. No, but he talked about, you know, like how fishing is there. And it's like only for the higher classes and all this stuff to even get a fishing license and all this different... Like it's not for your common guy. Hmm. It really isn't. I mean, it's... We said it, it's just how Mark wants it here. Yeah, that's what we said. I was, I was gonna say a crazy Mark's word. Mark's gonna move to Switzerland. No, no license for you. <laughs> <laughs> next year, maybe next year. <laughs> maybe next year. Well, about all that, but I can see it at about 150 bucks. But you, uh, oh, it's dude, just, it's just that's it's awesome that he gets here. He got to come out and chill, and pick up a fly rod for the first time. Maybe he'll. Any fishing, I, sh- I was uh, showing him how to, you know, pop that pole tip down on a popper, so it bloop bloop. You know what I mean? Get the get the make the lure work for you. Don't don't just cast it out and reel it back like boom boom. Hit him with that it's variations in it. He he got it. He seen what was going on. So he's a fisherman. Yeah, man. He ended up catching. Like I said, caught more than me. Yeah, he caught Shit. way more than you. He got three more, three, three more times fishes. as many. Goddamn right, he did. Three, <laughs> three times. Three times, fool. <laughs> yeah, but the the float lasted forever, and I was like, that was a tail end of the fish. We caught a Jason. Tell the story. I'll let yeah, him tell there you the go. story. We'll, we'll we're, get we ran and start kicking my ass about it. We ran into a, a fish. Yeah, there's a well, there's like or a, two. There's a water. Can I can I get to can I tell something before you do? Sure, absolutely. Okay, so. Rick and I, Rick let me fish. And I said, hey, Rick, look, that water's flowing right now. Switch me seats. You get this this fly unstuck, and we got to get down there now, like before that water stops flowing. Because it was coming out of an industrial building. You know what I mean? So he got on, and he, he didn't really believe me. You know? Why, why would you believe me? Because it. It just looked like it was, that's where it comes from. No, it's it's a trickle of water. Probably a small trickle all the time, but it's like it's releasing. But, They're releasing right now a lot of water at but, that moment. But Rick had never been there before, so he didn't he didn't know. Oh, I, did, I so, never fished it. So we get there and Jay hooks us boom. He hooks one real quick. It's a smallmouth. I mi- I actually I missed one first. I had a bite and I'm like, Oh, oh I I missed a fish. I know it was a fish. Coming you know, just you felt him grab off the bottom and I'm like, Oh, Cast back out, pop, 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 boom, there, there's a fish. All right. It was a decent little smallmouth, probably 13, 14 maybe. It was a 13, 14-incher. Yeah. Fat, yeah. fat though, healthy. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, all right, let, let's go. 
And uh, by the time Jay gets that fish down or uh, landed, he's down past the uh, this inlet of water. So I was like, all right, let's let's boot scoot around and we're gonna get in front of these guys this time. I told Rick and Timo, I said, cast right up into where that water is dumping into the river and just strip it out as fast as you can. Just strip it out. Boom, 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 boom. And they didn't get they didn't get shit. The, you know, it didn't happen for them. But Jay, he did it. Well, I got we I was like, we gotta go back up. I told Jason, like, row me back up through all that. If there's one fish there on that rock pile with a bunch of water coming over, there's got to be more fish. There could be a hybrid yeah, sitting in there. Yeah, two, two shots right there and, and then, two casts. Well, there's like a little creek that goes out, like or like a little inlet right beside it, and a big log coming down through it. And there, you know there's got to be something living underneath it. And I almost take Chad's head off with a, uh, it was actually a goby pattern that Dom tied. Had the little tail on the back. Toss that thing. That uh, I never expected a pike. I expected a smallmouth, you know what I mean, especially on a goby. Pop, pop, dude! I just boom. I'm like, oh damn, that's a bigger fish. You know, that's 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 got to be a bigger smallmouth than the last one. Didn't I mean, take off or nothing. No, though. but he was like swimming down, down. So yeah, going down, and I'm like, man, he, you know, it's dogging me. And then all of a sudden, and then, oh, let me tell you about him fighting this fish. No, go we ahead. got to see it from way far away. So Jay's fighting this fish, is bulldogging him, and then pretty soon his rod goes straight up in the air, mm. and I see Jay like scurrying around the floor of the raft. He's looking for his fly, like, oh, there it is. And he, he like starts reaching to get around again, and the rod starts getting like a shallow bend to it, because <laughs> he did everything he could to lose this fish. Oh, I, I tried hard. He tried as hard What's as he could for fishing for with, them with the trout lately. With the net in the opposite boat, so we're rowing the boats to get together real quick to get it netted. <laughs> yeah, the boat, the the net was in my boat. So we were kind of going toward him, and I was like, "Jay, your dad's pissed at you for fighting that fish like that." Well, he's like, he's like, <laughs> my dad even keep dunching on it. What the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, "Well, come on." The, the line actually slipped out of my hand. It goes, actually, it, goes, it was an accident. It goes, it goes flying out of my hand, and the, like the lines all like scattered out in the air. God you know what I mean? Excuses and I'm, these I'm days. I'm trying to pick up line off the off the bottom of the boat at this point, you know. And should just stayed on yours. Hey, thank God that thing was hooked nice and deep. I mean, it didn't hurt the fish at all, but it was nice, and it was in the mouth. He inhaled the shit out of that fly. That's for sure. You had a hard time getting the fly out, too. Yeah, I was like, I had, <laughs> I had to pull him up, really get the big, long pliers down in there to pull that thing out. I mean, it was in there. But Jason's first first e-socks in his boat, right? In my raft, yes. First e-socks in that raft, yeah. I don't think we put one in there yet. Goddamn so. rookies. Hey, we usually just put it on our river. It never goes out for musky. Yet. Gotta no, be gotta be more pike pike than we've actually caught though. So Yeah, there's have to be a lot more pike. There's a lot there. in there. They're just They're hard to catch out of that river. They really are. And know. when you do, it's usually a good one. The one Jay caught was a nice fish. I've only decent. I think I've only it was ever on caught its way three to be out a of nice there. fish. And mm-hmm. my daughter's I've only yeah, three myself. My daughter's caught one, and every one has been between twenty-eight and thirty-two. Never think, caught a small. I think they're just the big ones pick their spot, and they kill the little ones. It could be. You know what I mean? Like you can't come up here. You Very can't. So that's here. why littler fish are more down. You know what I mean? From where I've seen big, bigger fish at. So. Yeah, you don't ever oh, really I've see the hammer handles or anything. I mean, look at how many smallmouth we've caught there, and how many floats we've done. We never catch hammer handle pike out of there. Mm-hmm. Never. And you'd think they'd be eating the same 
Same style exactly. applies. Yep, they're there. Or it's easier just... to catch. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, more. You think they'd be more, more apt to bite? Yeah, I mean, even when I have targeting them there, a lot of times I've thrown the fly six, seven, eight times over the same cast, and finally it'll come out. It'll follow a few times before it eats. I mean, you're talking double-digit cast, the same exact spot before the thing finally got hooked. I don't know what it is with them. It's weird. This one, he took it quick, but it, you know, he was way, he was tucked way back in. Definitely. That was a cool little scenario. And then, and then all of a sudden, then the water quit. The water stopped. Yeah, after we're after I high five and taking pictures. We're like, all right, let's go back. Oh, all the water went away. Party's over. And no, no more fish hit. No more fish. It was, it was pretty wild. It's crazy. And I, I told you, I said, see, Rick, see why I front rode down here to get to this while the water is flowing? He said, yeah, I do now. Yeah. Because yeah. nope. it, it's a crapshoot. I'm surprised we don't hook more smallmouth in the riffle right before the takeout. There have got to be a bunch of... There is so giant... That's all just a giant riffle rock pile. There have to be just big-ass smallmouth in there. I've caught them there waiting there, but not in the boat. And by All the, the way up at take, the riffle? Yeah. Takeout, right, right down the road here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right in our town. Wow, that took that long. Eleven yeah. hours. I would uh, say it was more like ten, but yeah. But once we lost, Jim, you, we you put, put in? in where we always take I don't out. Know. Once we, we lost water, you put in got, where where we take out at. We got out of five. The upper. We floor. got out six. Five thirty. I was sitting there talking to the lady that was putting her kayaks in. At five thirty, by the time we were done putting boats on the trailer, it was eleven hours. By that time, yes. The float wasn't actually alive. Nah, I'd, I'd say we started at 7.30, right? No, we put the boats in at 7. I'm glad I went my route then. That's right. We never talked about that. Huh? No, we didn't. How long have we done this? It's been like a week and a half since we did this last. Huh? Yeah. That's what yeah, we last saying. Wednesday. That's right. It has been. Go ahead. What was your route? Out. Yeah, you guys switched everything oh, up, yeah, so I had did. to take a different route. I was like, there's no way I'm going to float the upper half of that, because the upper half's the rollover. So we went to sit there for an hour. So we went down to a lake. I met up with Scott Grassy. And I tell you what, different good water. It's stuff that you, it, it's it's definitely what you're looking for musky wise. I fished a lot of different water and just nothing. A couple good bass. You've got a real nice bass. I got one good one, yeah. As soon as the fly hit the water, toilet pool flushed on it, and that was real early in the morning probably, I don't know, a half hour, 45 minutes. Well, we fished one spot, then we moved over there. It's so maybe an hour in. First cast there, too. As soon as we set up there, I'm like, I'm going to start this point because he told me where he wanted to be. I'm like, I'm going to start here. I'm going to troll us around to it so we're not waking into it. So trolling motor, first cast. As soon as it hits the water, boom, flushes. So that, it was a good probably... Three and a half to four pound largemouth. Mm-hmm. And then we fished that area and switched to the opposite side, and there was two road channels that came in. So we got in on that and fishing like a weed edge. Just because, I mean, structure-wise, there wasn't really a whole lot of structure anywhere that we were really fishing off of. It was all kind of just ledges or drops, so we looked for that uh, weed edge. Mm-hmm. We started fishing the edge of it and caught another bass off of that, but never saw nothing musky was. It yeah. definitely is something I want to hit more of. It looks, you know, I mean, there's... That wasn't our local, was it? No. Oh, okay. No, that's the one we always fish yeah, the creek yeah, out of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it was all, uh, you got a good drop to it. 
within reason. I, I mean, it'll be two, three, four foot, then drop down to seven, eight, nine. So we're kind of staying on the edge there of that, kind of looking for either the drops or looking weeds. And then once the wind kicked up around noon, we're trying, not even noon, probably a little earlier than that. We're trying to hang on because it's a lot of the fishing there is really noted for the roadbeds. And we're marking just schools and schools of bait fish. We just, it, we weren't fishing effectively. So I was like, yep, pull I, up. We're I should have gave you that map. That I have that map that actually has some of the, like the, just some, I, something that, you know, a guy from work, he went down there and it just, but it does have like some things logged. And we, even where we fished that day and, and caught one of those fishes, where they have it like mapped out for that to be there mm-hmm. and a few things. And it has musky spots, you know, a few different, you know, and even just, it's worth a try. Yeah, you know? I want to take a peek at that. Yeah. Because that's a uh, lake I want to hit. The nice part is there's a lot of launches on it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of access to it. And for the most part, it's really not that deep. It's fairly shallow. It's all good fish and water. And it's 20 horse. Is it horse recreational? 20 it, horse. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was 20, yeah. yeah. But sailboats on the weekend. God. Oh, really? Oh, I lost count of like 45. Really? You're, oh, you're weaving in and out of them the whole time driving back through it. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. All over. It is deep, too. Not really. No? It's not as deep as you think. That huh. that big cut around that island there, yeah, 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 super deep. Yeah. But the rest of it, no, it's, you know, I mean, a lot of what we were fishing around was your 15 to 18, what? some of it down to the 20s, but that whole big open area through there, that's all 13 to 15, so it's not overly bad, but I'm good right now. Thank You're you. going to give them out. Yeah, I'll, I'll take another beer. But uh, I would really like to fish in the springtime. Because there's so many arms and breaks in there, you can get into some real neat nook and crannies that are just give you that real musky-esque feel to it. No, especially in the spring like, when they're going to push those areas but a for lot, a There's a lot of big pike in there, too, and they'll push it. We'll take that, too. <clears throat> yeah. Is this is this the first fall show? Yeah, it is. Your pumpkin beer, what do you, what do you got over there? Your mast, your mast heading it. Okay. And uh, we, we got Mark declining. There wasn't a, there was no choice. Take your beer, son. No, we ran out. Of, I, I was joking with you. We ran out of beer, beer from Mark. But, but, <laughs> there was like a rosé left, so Mark, Mark's glad he didn't take it. No, I'm good. I still had high lifes left in here from last week. I drank about? them all. No, so, they're all gone. Oh, Jay drank all the high lifes. <laughs> this is actually an audit. I had no time to get any beer. I picked I up a back. twelve pack of Sam last night. But yeah, there was just uh, a lot of potential at that lake for. How relatively close it is to us. I think you got another good I, dude. We can, yeah. Scott's great to fish with. He's always I keep hinting toward fall. I'm going to tell you a still had story. You ready? Whenever, no, you're, whenever you're ready. Go ahead, Mark. I'll just say that one thing with so, Scott so does, he'll fish all day, man. That did you switch? Did you end up switching to bass flies? Say no. the hell with it? No, no, we stuck to it. There you go. Motor. He has yeah. a motor, huh? Kept at it. A little bit more of a motor than Jay, huh? Oh yeah. He yeah. you you're only on the you're <laughs> only on the second trip with this guy, he can't take you to catch no fish yet. He's gonna, he gonna put you into some, some big muskies because uh, he's the guy, right? He he's, on he's, last he's, trip. he's on him. We had to meet our flies, but I think we might try that again next week. Ah no, I see a few people being actually pretty successful this season, so mm-hmm. kudos to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, next week's the week. I bet I bet it feels good. I'm going to work tomorrow, and I'm going to be off Tuesday through the rest. I'm stoked. Nothing but musky fishing this week. And it's supposed to be 88 Tuesday. Are you serious? 
Really? F that noise. I got to work 88. four days. So I got to coach two fucking soccer games and and lose at least Jason, one of them. Jason's got stuff to do, but he's just looking at Muskie oh, in the, you, in, the in the horizon. Yeah, that's all I could think about though. Today when you got when I got even when I was up there, you know, you're riding beside the river, man, and you're the juice is just it's the feel. You could feel the cool, the you could feel the fall moving in. It makes it it feels like the beast of the east. It mm-hmm. feels like that time of year. This it's this, and then going up, you know, for me, going up, up to Niagara is the only two, like, nice trips of, you know, guy time and what's left for me in the season. So I, I'm looking forward to drinking a half a handle of bourbon with Chad and oh whoever boy. else wants to drink it and have a good time. I'll, I'll go hungover one day of fishing. I don't give a shit. Uh, there's nothing that goes better with bourbon and being drunk than eating nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah, talking about some mountain oysters. I got four of them coming, man. They better, they better be big if there's only four. There's four, and then I got <clears throat> other food to eat. Also. Chad shares his nuts. Nah, man. Fall is fall is knocking out the door. It's uh, I don't know. We still got too hot of temps. They say Lake Erie's actually like five degrees past its average what it is for really? this year still. Yeah, which we've seen no cooling when you know we've had a few things, but we've had a ton of south wind. With that south wind, that never brings any relief like you know any cold front set in so yeah, we've had a couple of cool days it's actually actually a uh, fall day the other morning i i got up it was act, like 40 we had 40s the other day it was a pretty cool day so jumped in the truck and flew up to do some lake fishing i wanted to catch maybe some steelhead off the break wall try like hell anyway water is just stirred up so much wind so much wind as of lately, and guys ain't getting out on any of the, you know, guided trips. They're all shut down for three, four days on end with that high wind, and nobody was really fishing. Guy, groups of guys, a couple guys show up, fish for a little bit, but that was it. So, wasted my time there for a little bit. Was, I knew the water was too dirty, silty, you know, not really, none of that good deep blue or anything around, so I got the hell out of there. But I heard there's been fish in the river for two weeks now, but there's no water. So like everybody else, I go to there and pester these fish a little bit. I definitely couldn't catch one on a bead. They were biting it, but it was just, they were so shy. They'd suck it in, not even, you know, move your setup. You didn't know they were biting. Guys are like, oh, I got it. Looking off the bridge, telling you, and people come down, fish for a little bit, not catch nothing, not doing it right. So I, I stuck with that bead too long. So end up throwing the fly out there, strip, strip. Boom, stick one immediately. Waited till nobody was around, but it was a little bit of a good fight for me anyway. I, I knew I couldn't put too much pressure on them because steelhead mouth aren't like bass or, what you, you know. Run, you run a different setup than you do for hybrids? No, no, I just threw the same thing. Actually, I toned the leader down a little bit, I, but I was running a 12-pound test leader, crystal clear, low water. I was like, they're going to bite it. They're going to bite it. It's why it's what it's the it's – the, the movement that catches them. So sure as shit, dude, like third cast after I switched to a little bead head thin mint on a fucking too small of a hook. It was a smaller fly, but he jammed it on the strip and it was a good fight. But I was able to, you know, lose that fish and continue the skunking from last week, but redeem myself with one on the white jig. And I missed one too, man. So I, I missed a few fish. They're there to be caught if it's just hot. So if it was Jay that were hooked that fish, he would have done everything he could to have lost the fish, 
but still landed it. As I did the different thing. Hey, you know my ass. I, I loosened my drag a touch because oh, I was like, honestly, on a rock, a fell on his back. The oh. reel would have fell out of the reel seat. He'd have been had it in one hand. Oh, dude, it was a nice day. I fucking I caught t- more fish than Chad did. I took my boots off. So I, I rode more than Jay did. Jace rode the whole fucking day. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. But I, I took my boots off to, to wade in so I can get a back cast. I'm out there with, you know... Looking like so you're barefoot. Oh yeah, barefoot in the creek. I, I thought I, I thought immediately thought of Chad. I was like, I'm out here, I'm about to strip one up. And sure shit, I did. There, Slit your foot. Fucking right. <laughs> I was looking for glass the whole time, and I looked on the shore. I'm like, there's glass. There's glass. I was like, fuck that. Put these boots back on. Let them get wet. <laughs> fuck it. They'll be wet. I could live with that. But caught one. One of those shiny, shiny fish. Had some energy. Didn't really put up a fight. About 22 inches. You should have bonked it. I thought about it. Brought it to camp. I thought about it, but hell, it was like 78 degrees by then, maybe 84. And we're about to take our hour ride home. What's it going to do? Grill it, grill the one side <laughs> in the back of the truck. <laughs> you know how they come out. And cured. <laughs> I would have to stop it halfway at Andover and flip, and flip it. it over. <laughs> so I can have grill marks on both sides. Your little bed marks. <laughs> you know how they look after they you know, sit in the bed for a while. King salmon with grill marks. Yeah, bullshit. But still had her showing up. It's just a matter of, I think, the near shore. Need water. Know, Need water, that push of nah, water out. Well, we got, the lake is, there's are record levels. There's plenty of water out there, you know. I ain't going to say that. you need that cold water pushing out from the creeks to get the, just, it's what react, makes the fish want to react to the move. I think they're just not in the near shore area right now because it is a little bit hot. Yeah. Maybe. And it. You know, this is a, they're catching them in certain places and they have caught fish along the, that area and over in the PA too, but masses of them will show up, you know, and, and when they're half a mile out and the, the conditions are right or a mile out, then they'll flood that shoreline. When the bait is there, when the water gets that cool rush or that back current from how it hits those walls and, and around the near shore zone. So they're just, they're not in there in numbers. My buddy was up in his boat. He got fucking thousand dollars worth of fish finders and all that shit and not you know he's running in a canoe but he went up through the creek he went but he up. didn't see shit for fish no and they're just not there and and that's that's sealed in that water is when it's evident like that you don't expect those fish to be around they don't breathe that shit they like cool blue water that's where they live it was fun first steelhead i got a september one that's kind of that's kind of the one i think would fight the best but not so much on this one back to stripers only fish to fish for. They pull. So for uh, for people coming up on our show, I think next week we're taking the week off, right? Yes, sir. Everyone's okay with taking the week off. We're gonna hold on. Let me tell this story. Then I went archery because okay. it's yeah. first day of first day of archery yesterday. I got to take my kid out. I shushed him like twenty eight times. I don't know, but we had fun. He yeah, he got it. I got a picture of him with a face mask on, but you could damn sure see that he's fucking smiling. So he liked to climb up the tree, whatever. Yeah. Oh, there was lots of that. And I'm like, I'm like, here's the phone because it's you were shushing someone. Oh yeah, it's getting it's getting prime time, and I'm like, well, we're here for a reason. We already sweat. I sweat my ass off and got bit by bugs, as did you. We're pretty got West Nile, so here's that. <laughs> here's the phone, man. Chill out. Give me about 15 more minutes while this twilight sets in, so I could see what's up if, if deer are going to come and I could get you to, you know, see what I see in it. But nothing happened. We crawled down just before dark, got the hell out of there. But 
it's a pretty sweet spot, man. I get to go, again, it's like a little sneaker spot. Like, I get to walk through a tunnel, so kids like that. It's like under the road. They're like, hell yeah, this is awesome. It's like going to Neverland, so. Oh, yeah. He enjoyed it as, as being a seven-year-old would, but I got to go out for myself this morning, and nine o'clock rolls around. I didn't really like the wind. Uh, I was like, time to go. Got to get out of here. And I looked off to my left, and I see brown, and then my heart goes into cardiac arrest. Like, no, there was no big buck over there. I did see horns, but there was brown, but it was like the first deer I ever seen. My heart felt like a a, a damn drum at a football game, like, poof, 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 poof. It was beating in my chest, no doubt about it, like the first time. And, dude, it was fucking nuts. My teeth chattered. I had a little four-point come in, and I got a little bit shook on him. Like, I wasn't going to shoot him, but damn, man, seeing a deer could fuck with you. It oh, does. Yeah. And when that's In a scenario when you're going to, I think, when you're going to hunt it, I, outside of that, I can see deer lay out, there's deer. But psh, when you're in that, oh, you, yeah. you're about to make the decision of, of whether to take it to life or not. Yeah, yeah, life like, or death, yeah. It gets a little bit intense. Oh, it's an awesome feeling. And being a four-point in Ohio, is that... A harvestable deer? Oh yeah, every every deer in Ohio is legal. Uh, spike anything like same same thing as PA. If it was less than three point, you could probably tag it with an antlerless, you know, tag and not lose your buck tag. But uh, it was a you know plain Jane four point scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw. I swear to God, I saw a nice shooter today by right right at camp. He uh, so where we where you saw the bear mm-hmm. coming down off that hillside. This deer comes down off that hillside onto the road. I mean, he totally damn near wipes out. You see him slip out, and then and then just drops off that other side. It's like hooves what? hooves don't get traction on road, man. But he drops <laughs> off that opposite side, yeah. and it's got to be like uh, what a 50, 60 foot just straight down, if not further, just right down the hillside. Like I mean, it's like a with, cliff with ease. He said, yeah, "I'll do ease. this. <laughs> I'll do this." You know what? Who, he was a big deer though, too. Hooves. Grab better on dirt and oh sure loose yeah. leaves and shit like that than they do on asphalt. <laughs> oh, he knew what he was doing the whole time, but it was just man, it happened fast. You know, right in front of the car, he comes down, choo choo choo, slips and just right down that hill. So I'm like, Abby, think about it. he just jumped down that hillside. It's like basically, if you drive your car up there, you're just playing plinko all the way the fuck down to the bottom, you know, off trees and stuff and. It's just it's a little scary even if you're on the snow going up to camp or something on that one side it gets a little sketchy, you know. And he just yelled, not like it was nothing. Big deer though, big big deer. Dude, I put the the green light got on real quick after I seen that buck though because a a big long doe was behind it and I was like, mm-hmm. oh if this deer walks up to eight feet like this little buck did, I think he knew what was up, but I think he was just too young. He come in looking looking a little bit not. He didn't smell me all the way full out, but he kind of spooked and did that little trot and stop, and and then he walked off. So I didn't, I didn't have, you know, he didn't snort or bust me, bust me. But a doe was behind him, and uh, yeah. After that, the heart was good to go. I was, I was about to send an arrow, man. I love hearing these stories, Mark. Did you know what that means? Tails. Tail time. People are Tails. shooting deer in Ohio. Oh, like we crazy. I love Tails it. to do. I love it. I'm going to pick them up tomorrow. Sweet. I didn't call today to see what account was what or anything. What did we ended up getting over there? 80-ish? Sitting there drying now? Not even. 55. 55. Yeah. yeah. It was 55 on the dot. Yeah, not bad. A little bit of a start. There was I have a, there's a, a few roots in there. Yeah, there's Ooh, a couple. there's some great ones. I won't, uh, we just did, one. We did some boat work today. Yeah, I think so. 
yeah, we did we did do some boat work. Mark was a uh, worried about dumping a boat off so we could change the roller. I said, you know what? Wait, what if we shim this boat up and take all the weight off that roller, and uh, we can take that pin out and change the roller, and then take the shim out, and that way uh, we don't have to dump the boat off the trailer. You know, it won't be a big hassle off. <laughs> so, you know what we end up using for a shim to to shim the boat up so we could get the the roller off? A beer can? A palm ball. 19, like the old uh, basketballs. A palm ball. Oh, palm ball. Palm ball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you're talking. I thought, I didn't know if you meant like palm ball, like, like what you, like, what's that, or is that, what is that called where you throw, like, it's almost like racquetball, like just mm. with your hand. Like a pickleball. Or a handball. Unhook the front of it, I lift it up, Chad shoved it underneath there and held it up just enough. Yeah. Switched it, it out. It okay, worked. done. <laughs> It worked good. The palm ball worked perfect. So it's like, screw it. Wasn't, that, the, wasn't um, that what you wanted to win at every fair? Oh, yeah, kid? man. Goddamn yeah, right. Fucking palm ball, man. <laughs> the Wentro. I want the Penn I, State palm ball. Oh, that's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> the wench ropes broke a time or two, and I had a feeling it was starting to get a little short. The wench rope was <laughs> five and a half feet long. That's it. Five and a half feet. <laughs> every, every time I wind mine up, I'm like... Yeah, that don't look too good until it gets so high and close because it rubs right on that V, and I'm like, God damn, that's that's not okay. You better have backup. Well, we got 30-foot, a quarter-inch cable on there now. That's quarter-inch? Yeah. Because that's, that's what I would say my quarter-inch cable is. Mm-hmm. But yours is coated. Mine's not. Yep. So that should be good shape for it now. We'll be good. we find out next week when we launch her a lot. We could launch that thing off a cliff now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking winch. We could launch that thing off of a uh, campsite one. Is that the one I dropped the deuce at? That is definitely the one you dropped the deuce at. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's still there campsite waiting. Campsite one you. and the and the bay. <laughs> I think I dropped the log. Oh, the one. In That's the bay what happens when you have those trees up, burritos. That, that one in the bay that was great because you like climb up on the hill and you have like a great view up there. You're like <laughs> seriously like 85, 90 foot above the water up there. You're like Daniel Boone dropping your <laughs> <Yeah. the> shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you still hear the kerplunk? No. Huh. <laughs> I didn't know if you're dropping the deuce to 80 feet. No, not quite. Oh. No, it's like doing it off the no. side of a roof. Oh, you're literally cool. on like a side of a mountain. I haven't ever been on the lake. Really? Up there? No. Beautiful. I've seen it. I mean, I've seen it, been around it, and looked at it, and everything else. But I really wish that cold front was hitting like three or four days before we got there, because that would that's gonna change all them leaves hard. Yeah. That's gonna be like overnight. Them leaves, half of them are just gonna change when it hits well, forty like that. I remember the first time I think we did the beast together, because I was still driving Dad's old Chevy Blazer when I first moved back. Uh. When we got there, everything was a really, really green, barely changed, just like it was when I went up there today. And I tell you, man, by the time we left at the end of the of you know the beast, That's three how days this later, be. every leaf was changed. A beautiful ride. I home still have morning. leaves in my boat because I replaced the front deck this week from the beast last year up underneath there. They fell hard that whole time. Mm-hmm. That boat sits right underneath all them trees. That thing will be oh, yeah. full of leaves again. Especially at the camp, yeah. It is mm-hmm. tough. There's tons of trees. It was so soaking wet there last year. I really hope. That's going to be nice if it be dry this year. It's going to be dry as shit. It's going to be hope. so dry. 
Like I hope when it we stays. were when I was just up there, I mean it was it was a muddy mess last year. So speaking of camp, we should do something uh next year if any listeners want to come and have a camp experience with us. They should be able to come and state your camp. Is there going to be enough? Where, yeah, where are we, where are we putting we're, people? We're out of room the way it is this year. Wait, I'm wait, sleeping wait, in the biggest tent, bed of my truck with me. It'd be a, it'd be a <laughs> if it's, no, tent if you camping. Bring a, honestly, if you want to bring a tent, you're, yeah. there's a lot of yard. Free lot. Yeah, we have a lot next to a lot next to a lot that's in our neighbors. How? So I mean, and there I mean, there's plenty of room in, and there's plenty of room to tent. However many you can fit in the bed of an F-150, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, if I, it's a Ford, then three gay guys. We we we, <laughs> we fit one hundred percent. Three bottoms. <laughs> probably fit six to eight people in the camp. What do you do? I mean, if you don't mind sleeping like next to another guy in, oh, in, in but, a full size bed. But you can't snore because <clears throat> Jay will piss and moan for I weeks. I love it too. So will Mark. I love it. I know. That's, that's why we have our own oh, bedroom. They're yep. gonna piss and moan for months. I just use Chad for his it man is, it's stuff, perfect, and though. then. Jay and I have we have there's bunk beds and we stick a fan right at the front of it. Fuck yeah. So it is I had that perfect. fan on this morning. My dad snores as oh, bad as you do, buddy. You guys the, are the biggest vaginas oh, I've ever seen. Did in you my say Jay life. and I have a bunk bed? Yeah. That's even more gay than three guys. That's <laughs> all right. Because <laughs> in this situation it is perfect. Nick's sleeping next to me on the full bed underneath. Is he? <laughs> that or I, I I prefer my buddy Christopherson. He snuggles well, he's furry. He is fuzzy. He is. I like snuggling <laughs> up. I've snuggled up with him a few times. Funny, Wait. funny story. I woke up next to him. We were up in uh, we were up in New York. I actually threw my leg over him like he was my wife and started trapping his leg with my leg. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're all, you know, there's four guys in a hotel room. We're just you know keeping it cheap and right next to where we're fishing. You know, it's it's you know bare essentials. You know, we're just fishing <laughs> for days. You know and. I start trapping. He's like, "Dude, get off me!" <laughs> oh, oh shit! Oh shit! You know. See, he doesn't play along like I do. No, no. Or you wake? <laughs> I no, push, oh, I push back <laughs> again. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Chad leans right into it. Oh, he does. As soon as I trap his leg, he leans right in. Let's Pull see right how long it takes him. him to realize. <laughs> Quit snoring, you dick! He thinks it's his wife. So, speaking of a uh, Christopherson, let's uh let's get some of our future guests. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so next week we're not having a show. No show, no nobody. The week after, Pogo's coming on. He's going to recap the tree lens, and we're going to recap the Beast of the East, correct? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. After that, we're going to try to have Rich Farino on. Hey, how about this year? So we're not going to be having a show there, and we're not going to be able to have the winners on. Let's make sure the winners are on the next. Three chances here. Yeah, we're going to try our yeah. best, man. All um, the guys in my boat this year have touched to Muskie. You know what? The winners are going to be on because, you know, we're on every week. After that, Rich Farino is going to be on. He's going to talk about IFTD and all the stuff that happens out in Denver. He's coming on. Yes, sir. So, it's going to be up a good month of October. And a little bit, and you know, they, they, Matt River, they, they offer tons of awesome guided trips. They do trips to like. I hope Brian heckles them as much as we do. <clears throat> 
Uh, yeah, that's that's my homie on the team. Don't don't talk about him. But uh, get these guys a little pumped up, Justin and Ryan. Get get fucking ready. These guys can't beat us anyway. Their weed ain't good enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I I I, I didn't. I replaced an Italian with another Italian, so it's still Tally Stegos, you know. So, you know, we're we're we're, we're, we're we got it going, man. Like, uh, I'm gonna have two uh, a skinny or a, well, a short stubby Italian and a large Italian with fishing and with a large me. stubby Italian. Yeah, so it should be fun. Lots of sausage talk and. Uh, yeah, but we got the pepper shooters this year. <laughs> man, yep. I, I I can't wait to get on the river. I, I mean, I love that river. That is, it's I a gorgeous do like river. to fish the river, and I only get to fish it a couple times a year. It's tough. You only took out. me there once. It's it's an awesome place to be, man. I I'm, I'm once on a boat you, anyway. I'm surprised you guys at least better do that one day. I would uh, be out there at least one day. I, it's he, gorgeous. He's not Amish and he doesn't tow two boats. I don't think. Do you got to tow two boats? I'd rather we have a motorboat. So I think he's bringing people a can. can equally fish. Bring a what? Tin can. Mm. Then everybody got a chance at fishing, whoever, do you know what I mean? Well, if it's two guys, one guy has to be rowing. Or well, well like you said, what if it's so, so so low that we can't cover shit area anyway? You know what I mean? Be about more shots, right? Cover more area. Oh, sure. Catch Have more options, fish, man. potentially. Mm-hmm. Comes out of the creek. What well, has every year, but like what one or two? different scoring's different. So if somebody catches a big fish, they got potential to win. You know, have to catch multiple fish to beat somebody with a big fish, right? Well, the only thing that's different is uh, fish that are under legal size are half half a point per inch. I think thirty inches is half point. Yeah. So, hey. Fishermen out there at the beast. Yeah, you know, goddamn right. Out, it's gonna also, be a fun time. Also, when you're, you know, you everybody got that steelhead brain, starting to think about it and shit. Uh, we get some rain here. Call up city guiding Ryan. He can provide you with a fun day of fishing, not not no mundane bullshit. He'll hopefully get you on some fish. Oh, absolutely, we'll get you on some fish. Hey, while you're doing that, use some Arex hooks, man. Arexhooks.com. Sims Fishing. Find simsfishing.com. Predator Fly Gear. Hit our uh, buddy up, Nick Mayer. Uh, Nick Mayer Art. They're catching some awesome Mako sharks. They've been on the Mako shark type of deal. Just, yeah, check it out. Shark on the fly sounds fun. It does. Yeah. But uh, also Urban Fly Co. at urbanflycompany.com. Hallsdorf Genetics through there also. And uh, we got Why Not Fishing. There's an app following with them the dock to share stories with your local fishery or fishermen all over the place so check that out hey and check out yeti it's built for the wild man and tonight's guest austin uh aducci yeah oh yeah i didn't even know you know what i mean he's on instagram grab your fly grab your fly Everybody get your motherfucking roll on. Everybody get your roll on. Everybody get your motherfucking roll on. What? Everybody get your roll on. Everybody.
Bitch, 